This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. Hello and welcome to episode 119 of Celtic Rumours TV, uh, the Boz and Bovril podcast with your host Mark and myself Paul. Joining us tonight we have uh, our friend to the podcast from Dundee United, uh, Jonas, uh, will be joining us tonight. Uh, you can check out all the descriptions uh, below uh, to the podcast, including our form page, www.celticrumors.co.uk, and uh, where all Celtic fans discuss all things Celtic. On tonight's show, we'll discuss Celtic's uh, Scottish Cup quarterfinal 3-0 victory over Hearts at Tynecastle. Uh, we'll be discussing Wednesday's 3-1 victory uh, over Hearts in the SBL uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, we're going to talk to Jonas about uh, the SBL as a whole and uh, we get his thoughts on uh, Dundee United who are, what I would say, are struggling a bit at the moment, unfortunately, for, for Jonas. Uh, firstly, don't mark for a few shout-outs. Jonas, can you hear us all right? Aye, yeah, I'm fine. Can you hear me? Aye, aye that's bang on, just checking you. Uh, thanks very much for coming on, Jonas, bud. Yes, for having us, lads. Yeah, a few shout-outs to some of the lads on the forum, mate. Richie and his family, Wolf Tamaloy, Chelsea, a, a, a Glasgow Green, uh, be joined United Ireland. Uh, that'll, be, that'll, be, that'll be that for you. Who's in? Bobby, evening, Bobby. Thanks very much for coming in, as always. Northampton, Tim, nice to see you. And you, Brian, nice to see you again, Brian, bud. And then Mikey there as well. Evening, Mikey. If you want to come on, Mikey, I'll put the link in if you still want to come on before you go and play FIFA. Just let us know, bud. Uh, that's it, Paul. Just let's get going. So, uh, Hearts nil Celtic 3 uh, was the final score of the Scottish Cup quarter-final. Uh, goals for Moy in the second minute, Kyogo the 45th and Vickers in the 80 minutes. The stats for the game were the shots 11 to Celtics 21 and target to Celtics 9, 35% possession to Celtics 65 passes, uh, 317 to Celtics 585 block shots they had 1 to Celtics 5, tackles 1 and the defensive area was 10 to Celtics 18, uh, Avril Jews 1, this is by Carter Vickers was, was 10 to the Hearts whole back line there was 9. Uh, Back, I suppose, as a whole, and I'm just looking at this, like, and Jonas, you might come in on this as well, is, is like, Hearts are touring the SBL, they're, they're hoping to break in, in, in the years to come, uh, break up the, the two Glasgow teams, but going on that performance yesterday, it's not looking good in the SBL if Celtic looked comfortable throughout that game yesterday. I thought Hearts were really, really poor, Paul. I did. I thought they didn't really offer much at all in any way, any kind of offensive. To, I mean, I was expect. I mean, he dropped players due to the midweek game. I was expecting him to try and have a bit of a go at it yesterday. It's the rain. It's the rain patch. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a home game to them. It's a cup game. Anyone can have. I thought they were. I mean, Celtic played well, but Hearts were really, 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 really poor. See if, the Hearts, see if the Hearts team put in the effort their fans did, they'd be absolute scumbags. The team would probably be challenging for, for trophies and that, do you know what I mean? Your thoughts are, because like uh, Tynecastle's, for, for any team, Celtic Rangers are done, it's always a tough place to go uh, in Scotland. Mark was staying there with the atmosphere from the fans and a toxic atmosphere, but it just didn't look 
Did it look up for that game yesterday, honest? No, nah, they just didn't. They never got going. Eh? That was probably down. Obviously, Celtic in a part, part as well, playing well. But they just, yeah, they didn't just didn't they get going at all yesterday. I don't think. They did have a few injuries as well. Shanklin and a few of their like sort of mm-hmm. players were out injured as well, which obviously never helped the cause. But like I say, overall for a quarter final, a cup, pretty poor performance. And if you were a heart supporter, you'd be you would be happy with the way they performed yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it just like I was. Just let me show you, Paul. Evening, mm-hmm. Kenneth. Kenneth Roberts, Robson. Thanks for coming in, mate. Mm-hmm. No, because when I was kind of looking back at the the Twitter feeds yesterday, and between the both games, like it, if teams want to break this top top two, it's 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 going to be a long, long time before I think any team comes near to the Celtic or Rangers. Not so much Celtic, but even close to Rangers. You know, Paul, I don't know if it's a, a psychological thing. It's just whether I mean it is. Like managers leaning to other teams in that, Paul. But teams that we go to places like Tain Castle and that, and usually we get a right hard, dirty game in that. Mm-hmm. Rangers don't get that at Tain Castle. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Would you agree with that, Jonas? There's a heart that turn up at other league games, and then there's a heart that turns up like in the games that you're, you're, you're expecting them to try and even like turn up, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, no, I get that. And what you're saying there. It's a wee bit like Aberdeen as well. They seem to sort of turn up in certain. They'll try like anything against Rangers, but then other games they're sort of they're always up for it. You know what I mean? Ah, I've I've seen Rangers fans accusing me lying down to Celtic, and I totally agree with that. You know, do you think that is? Do you think that's part of like the this psychology of the Scottish game or something? I think a lot of the time as well, the West Celtic are playing just now, and the, the style of football, the players that they've got. A lot of teams are probably beat before a ball's even kicked. Just it's a mental thing as well because. You know what I mean? It, it, it's very difficult to, to sort of try and think to yourself, like, you've got a chance to get in out of the game. And I think a lot of it is mental. A lot of the other teams are probably beat before the ball's even kicked. Uh, I, I agree with that. I really do. It's because it's, it's like two different teams can turn up in the space of two or three days and they're playing games. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just what we were saying like, about, about, about time, Castle Mark, uh, uh, Kenneth there brought it up about like it hasn't been the first time uh, teams have been thrown at Celtic players uh, in Tyne Castle, but I believe that what I heard was the what was thrown at uh, Hart yesterday was actually a dart. It was an old a dart. A dart? It was a dart. It was an old something that it's an old school tactic in, in throwing a, a dart and Aye. you know that, that that's what he handed to um, the the Clancy thing like. Like, like, what mindset is any fan in football thinking before a game, thinking, I'm going to take this with me and troll at a player at the game? Do you know what I mean? Uh, what, what, what's their mindset to, to, to do that, Jonas? You know what I mean? It's you know? idiotic, isn't it? it was, yeah. The same thing happened last week when we played against Aberdeen with Goodwin getting coins in that yeah, flung up yeah. from the Aberdeen fans from behind the dugout. So, Unfortunately, it's just the way it is in football. There's a minority of idiots in every fan base that tarnish the reputation of a club. And it's, it's the same across the board, unfortunately. There's a section and every support carries a section of just lunatics that, you know, I mean, like I say, a dart. Imagine leaving, oh, I've got my wallet, my keys, my phone, and then you think... Aye, aye, where's that dart? I, was, I looked at the other night. I know, it's just, 
I mean, I mean, I was speaking, I was speaking to him about it with Mikey earlier, right? See, look at like Glasgow Derby games now, right? There's always any whether it's an asshole on your side or their side, the definitely a hundred percent is something to do with their pushed out their mind. Really mm-hmm. into alcohol is a big, big part of that kind of thing, and it's as I say, it's like they're what you honestly saying, right? If you're going to, right, you get in your pocket, you've got coins through a coin, but if you've been and if you've got up there stone cold sober in the morning and put a dart in your jacket to go to the football, you know, I mean, it's absolutely bonkers to have some serious fucking issues, man. No, <laughs> I, mean, I know that what you honestly saying, right? If, you, right? if you're throwing a coin, a coin's something that you've got on you in the football. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Things like that. Even if they're throwing bottles, eh? all the young team and that sneak in half bottles of buckfast and stuff like that. But to physically get up in the morning and as you want to say, just say, all right, I'm going to take that dark with me. Absolute bonkers, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mikey's saying, ask Jonas about when he charged on the pitch at Ross County. <laughs> Did you charge on the pitch, Jonas? Uh, I had a wee bit of a... I just... Loss, loss in the head momentarily, but it can happen, you know what I mean? What's going on? Did you get, did you get, did a, you get a, a pump for it, Jonas? I just got, I just got chopped out, but you know what it was? It was just the frustration of the fact that it was against the team that was bottom of the league and it must have been yeah. and they turned in that performance and I just lost the head, you know what I mean? It was one of the situations, but can get the better of it sometimes, eh? Oh, I definitely. I've been there. I've never mm-hmm. run on the pitch. Well, I did when the day we won the league when we stopped them doing 10 in a row now, but I've never run on the party to confront the manager or that, you honest, to be honest. Oh, they, must, they, they must be backing you honest because they fucking sat in the Exactly. I was a vehicle for change. The sporting director was down <laughs> during the week and the manager got sacked, so that must have made a difference. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, exactly. It, was a, it, was a pro- it was a protest you were making, Jonas. We'll just say put it that way, isn't it? Correct. <laughs> you know, could have been lost. Have, have you ever been to Tynecastle, Jonas? Yeah, I've been to loads of times. Yeah, so I actually quite enjoyed the, 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 the trip itself and the away day and that, but yeah, it's quite a hostile atmosphere, isn't it? Aye. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that's what I, I couldn't I, understand, Mark, from like what what Jonas is saying there. Like it's it's a hostile atmosphere. Like and if your home team, like you should be breeding off that atmosphere. But it it, it wasn't like that. That was not uh, a trip to Tynecastle for Celtic. I remember over the years ago in there. Do you know what I mean? The likes of no. Lennon's days, Blended Rogers days. It was always a tough. Like, but is. Is 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 this because Celtic are getting better and better and better, Mark? Or was it because you just didn't recognise Hart yesterday? I, I, I think, as I said earlier, Paul, I think I think Hearts were really really poor. They never really laid a glove on his whole game. But again, Celtic played well, so that probably played a part in it. But as you said, I mean, there was no fight, or there was no dig, or nothing about. There was there was nothing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, there was just no, what, what you're talking about, Paul. There was always a kind of intensity in the games, and yeah, yeah, it's a notorious. It's one of the it's one of the games that you look you look at the fixtures from that. That's the season, yeah. Ah, you know what I mean? You're like, that's a hard game. Petrodi's a hard game and stuff like that. But yesterday it was just it wasn't. It? No, I mean, there's mm-hmm. just I don't think really. I don't see any. There's really anybody can lay a glove on Celtic this season, Paul. Mm-hmm. The way we're playing now. But there can only chance. Yesterday, Mark, and we've been talking about our keeper situation there for the last... But for me, like, there's not many keepers made that save that Joe Hart, that double save that Joe Hart made uh, 
yesterday. I, I, I thought that was just an outstanding, and it was 1-1. One, one. Uh, sorry, it was 1-1 uh, at that time. Uh, that could have changed uh, the game uh, if that went in. It was, that, that was a magnificent save. Yeah, it was you a cracking save, no doubt about it. You know, it really was. Like, I know I know his distribution can't doesn't be great at that time, but I'm a big believer, Mark, if my job is if Simon goes to keep keep the ball out of the nest. Do you know what I mean? And, and, aye, that's, and that's, that's the goalkeeper's that, like, main, aye. Yeah. That's, his, that's the goalkeeper's main job, isn't it? Keeping the mm-hmm. ball But he does well. I mean, he does he does that well. It's just, they're playing at their feet. I mean, even Jonas, we talk about this every time Jonas is on, didn't we, Jonas? This ball-playing goalkeeper stuff in that, do you know what I mean? But I don't think, I think... I was talking, to, I've said that to Mikey a few times, we spoke about it, right? They were going on about Celtics, got all this money in the bank and that, right? But really, Paul, where would, where would we spend it on in the team? The new? I suppose. Supposing uh, nobody left, right? Supposing nobody left. A left back. A back. backup left, left back. But uh, is, Bern, is Burnaby that bad? I don't know, man. He's a young lad, like you know. What I, mean? I think he is. You know, like if my problem with Burnaby at the moment, Mark, is Taylor's been such a good player, and if Taylor's not the team, you're looking going Burnaby. You know, do you know that way? You know, like we I, haven't seen enough of him. I, you know, and. Uh, and, and, and it's wrong of me to think that, Mark. Do you know what I mean? It's wrong of me to think that because I have, but I think he's a young lad, Mark, and he just he's needs good enough to play. Back up, he's good and enough for a backup, Mark. I think what Andrew's doing, Mark, is he's managing him well in letting him get these brief chemos in the team that he, he's not just throwing him in. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, he's there, he, he, as you said, as a backup to Taylor, and that's what he is at the moment. You know? even, when he, even when he did get the runner games and he didn't do too well and that kind of thing, probably, I said at the time, Paul, probably Ange did, didn't think he was maybe ready at the time, but Taylor was it. So we had no, well, he, do you know who he reminds me of, Mark? And not 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 as a player, but as, as his attitude. He, he reminds me of uh, Bruno Fernandes of Manchester United. If a decision goes against him or, or something goes wrong, it, it affects his game. Aye. You know, Aye, that, that 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 Dundee United when he lost the penalty against Dundee United, it really affected him that day. Yeah, that's 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 my impression of him. Like instead of like top players, Mark put these mistakes behind them in games. I mean, you're you're, you're going to make a mistake in the games. You get me? You know, oh, you, know you know, and I I just think he's the type of player that doesn't make mistakes affect affect his overall game. Then that's what I think of him at the moment. You know. Just maybe need to grow up and mature a wee bit. Yeah, and I think that would come. Like I think that would come. On I, mean, the really, and... I mean, really, like that. But that was your team two positions. It would say it's like really it would only be a goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. And you're, I mean, and we are pushing it. I mean, it's like we're kind of right enough. Joe Hart's, you know, we should bring in better than Joe Hart. But I think that's the one position that we actually need to strengthen. Out of, mm-hmm. out of the full squad, as long as nobody. Any of our big players leave. Do you know what I mean? Get rid of the fringe like McCarthy and that now. But if we don't lose anybody, I don't see where Celtic actually need to strengthen next season apart from goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Mm. And maybe that sounds a bit, a bit, I don't know, a bit arrogant or that. You know what I mean? To, like Jonas, I don't I mean, Jonas, I've heard Ryan Jack's going to Dundee United next year. Right, so he is a. Uh... 
No, that's the talk. Is he? Meant to be. Nah, I don't, I don't see that happening, Mike. I double Dundee United are meant to have spoke to him and try, try to sign him for next year. He's out of contract, isn't he? Yeah, he's out of the there's no way that he's going to drop. If he get relegated, he's not dropping from Rangers to go and play in the championship. Like, you know what I mean? No chance. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. The, the wages in that, that he'll be on at Rangers as well, especially if he don't stay up, then I don't think we'll be, we'll not be able to match what he's wanting either. He's probably going to be on about 10, 12 grand a week, is he? What's he? He's not going to come to United for about 1,500 a week in the championship, is he? If we go down. Aye, that's our point. You know what I mean? And there's no really, I don't think it's the sort of site that, signing that we would be looking for anyway, you know what I mean? It's not really a... It's, I don't think there'll be any movement for us until we know what division we're in, is. What about Kyle Lafferty, would you take him? <sighs> that was... See, when he got released <laughs> to Kelly, that was doing the rounds, and thankfully he didn't come to us, because like, that would have been it. Like, <laughs> like for me, honest, you have two strikers that are like for like in, in Tony Wass and Fletcher. Do you know what I mean it's they're, they're like for like, and I, I think that's been one of it, it's bad that you're conceding goals, but then you're not scoring the goals is is, is another problem. You know, we're not, get, uh, we're not getting enough output from the midfield either. We're not getting mm-hmm. anybody, we're not getting like Jamie McGrath not having a chip in with enough goals, and fair enough, he's been injured for parts of but we're not getting enough from the wide players and midfielders chipping in as well. And to be fair, letting Tony Watt go and load us at Murn without replacing him in January. We've only got Fletcher and then Sadat who's a Ugandan just to like a rookie, you know what I mean? So you kinda be relying on their kind of boys in the situation that we're in, but we left ourselves criminally short in the transfer window. Mm-hmm. It was a bit weird what was the score? Why did they let Tony walk out in loan Jonas? Because he wasn't because he was he wasn't getting enough game time so he wanted to go and play, which I can understand. I can see his point of view. But I would have, if I was United, I would have made it, found a way to make it work with him in the team, even if you play him off the left like you did last year, off the Fletcher or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it was a dark move, though, I'm going. Mm-hmm. So, but you, but is it just survival now for you, Jonas? Aye. It has to be, yeah. Three points behind Ross County and Kilmarnock with ten games to go. It's got to be. That's the focus. And, and, and you've tough games coming up as well, Jonas. I mean, you've said Mirren, who... They're, they're, they're a tough team to leave Rangers on, on the 1st of April and you know, there's, there's tough games coming around the good, thing for, the, the good thing for us in that is that we've only got to play Rangers we don't have Celtic or Hearts or Aberdeen to play again until the spot whereas like Ross County and Kilmarnock have still got to play Rangers, Celtic, Aberdeen, Hearts teams like that so that's the one, uh, the they're one capable, it's up to, they'll lose points it's up to you to try and pick them up the, now really isn't the, it the only game that I'm looking at between now and the split that is like you wouldn't back yourself to get anything from would be Rangers away so other than that there's a possible potential for points in every game so mm-hmm. there's still and like I say three points isn't insurmountable even if we go into the spot with a three point gap then it just becomes a mini league you just need to make sure you're in touch when the league when the spot happens eh? Aye I think the, the players know Jonas at this stage need to treat every game uh, as it's a, as it's a, it's a cup final well, the problem you know, is that Jim Gibbons yeah. only been in charge for two games, but there's been, the improvement's already been considerable when you look well, at Well, you the, can see that on Wednesday nights. Yeah. yeah. Getting the one all joined in Flimston, which is, is, is always a tough place to... Especially, 
Especially that's that's the first that's only the second time this season that we've came back when we've conceded the first goal. Before that we've played we'd went behind nineteen times and we'd lost eighteen of them. So the fact that we were able to come from a goal down as well was massive. That shows a it shows there is a bit of character there somewhere just to get to out my roof in, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. Do 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 you think Goodwin's the man you're honest? Like are, are you getting behind that's what, that's, that's what I was going to see what he thought of him. Well, see see to be fair, like okay, I know he had a bit of a the the end of his tenure at Aberdeen was a bit of a spectacular collapse. However, he was good at St Murn, he did a good job at Allo and that before that he was an experienced manager. So he's certainly not going to be any worse than what we had. And like I say, I don't think every manager has one job that they have a bad time in normally. So one bad job like an ending one bad ending to a job doesn't make you a bad manager overnight. So you've got to give him a chance. He probably wouldn't have been my choice, like and he was a bit left field when it happened, but I'm not I'm not against it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who was so, your favourite went to try and put kinda anybody in mind? Well, the talk at the time was I would have, I would actually like Lennon if we'd had to, if we'd got the chance to get Lennon that would have been my pick. Uh, he'd have kind of that'd have been worth the three. But he'd have made sure he'd have stayed up. And that's mm-hmm. the type. Uh, I know what you're meaning by that. You we even talked that. We we we, we, we even saying that Mark uh, when I was talking to you about it. Like and I said at the end of the podcast that freaking Lennon would actually be a, a good bet there. Do you know what I mean? He he would have kept them up. I th- he would have been he, my choice. Yeah. He would probably long term. Look, you truly wouldn't have had to take Lennon longer term, but no, I would. I would take Lennon longer term if he kept up, and then that's what. Because I, I reckon what whatever happens with Goodwin, he can't be held responsible even if we do go down, because he's just been brought at the tail end to try and salvage the situation. Aye. So the likelihood will probably be that you'll get the job on a full time basis, regardless of what the outcome is, because the mess that we're in isn't it. His making, you know what I mean? He's just been sort of trying, brought in to try and salvage it last minute. <laughs> but what, like, what went wrong, to be honest, with, with, with Fox? Like, was it his tactics, or do you think he wasn't even up for that job, or no. was the job too big for him? Matt Fark too big for him in a situation like that. I mean, he's previous, I mean, he got relegated with Cowden Peters. So he had no, mm-hmm. It was just a cheap appointment from the club to try and pro- promote internally and save save money, which is all it's going to have done is cost them in the long term, you know what I mean? So, um, it wasn't the right appointment in the first place, and we should never have got the job, he wasn't the right person for it. Um, we needed experience, um, not, a, not a rookie, that's not a position for a rookie manager when you're in a relegation battle. I've spoke about it as well, you need a manager that's got a bit of personality to come in against guys like Mulgrew and that, that have been there for years and in with the bricks and running the show, isn't it? Correct, yeah. You need a manager that commands a bit of authority like what, what Goodwin's done. You know, I mean, you had them in training yesterday at Arsana Dice, so they've been, they've been, they've got 10 days nearly training now since Wednesday for, to get prepared for, for Saturday, so you'll work them hard and you'll get respect out of them and that's, that, that's exactly what we need at this stage. Mm-hmm. No, I I I like Goodwin. I I think uh, I think it was more the players in Aberdeen that let Goodwin down, Mark, rather than Goodwin letting Aberdeen down. Because I actually thought that was a good appointment for Aberdeen. Goodwin going in there, but I think the players let him down massively at that club. 
Right, they threw him under the bus in the Darvall mm-hmm. game, and then they definitely threw him under the bus against Hibs in the 6 0 and the 5 0 at Tynecastle the, the week that led to him getting sacked. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, because that's what I don't like. You know, like, if, if players down tools, nobody sacks a player. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Nobody sacks a player. If a manager doesn't like a player, the player can just sit there and get all the money. Do you know what? Oh, what was that feedback here? Yeah, yeah if I, if I, no, I mean, a player can just still sit there. If you don't want to play him, I'll just sit here for the next two years on my 40 grand a week or whatever it is. Whereas if the players don't like the manager, that's how it's, he's not going to last, you know that? No, mm-hmm. exactly. It's always the manager that pays for the job. That's the problem with football nowadays, the player power. Players can get a manager sacked. We've seen it with Jack Ross when the down tools in that 9 mil against Celtic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, already, we've already witnessed that this season. A manager being thrown under the bus by a squad of players, so... I mean, I mean get... look at the pub league down in England. Do you know what I mean? It's just, I mean, I'd, I don't know why, but I'd see if you ever look at, would you take a job down in England, Jonas, if you were like, an up-and-coming kind of manager? Maybe eventually, once your stock was high and you'd got a bit of reputation for yourself, but I can see why, because you can make... make Aye, you're and you're going to be a millionaire, but down there, I mean, really, I've seen that a fun of times. Any manager doing in England is only most of the ninety-nine percent of them are only like six games after the sack. Yeah, yeah, and, and you're dealing with mercenaries as well because you're dealing Aye. with players that are on hundreds, of, some of them on hundreds of thousands a week or whatever. So, yeah, you're If they players decide they don't like you, that's into that. You've no got home hell of getting anything at the club. I mean, no. it's like if you get a Spurs manager, and Harry Kane doesn't like you, you're not going to last there. Do you know what I mean? Not correct. Brian Do you think that's place. what happened to 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 you, Jonas? Because I, I, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I read reports that like Fox kind of had a fallout out with Charlie Melgrew and kind of senior players within that squad. Like, did he lose that dressing room? Do you think Fox? I don't think he lost the dressing room. I just don't think he was good enough. I don't think there mm-hmm. was ever, there was there wasn't any rumours. I think the players actually quite liked Fox. I don't think there was any sort of fallout or anybody throwing anybody under the bus. Is it where it was more just the fact that he just wasn't up to. Like you know, what I mean, tactically he wasn't good enough. He wasn't. He wasn't reactive. He wasn't able. Like he wasn't proactive. He wasn't able to change the game with tactics or subs or anything like that. And just his inexperience and inability cost him. Uh, he's, he's talking to players. He's talking to players, some. I mean, a lot of older United players have played at the kind of top levels, and this guy's coming in and he's trying to coach them, and they're like, "No, nah, this isn't. He, this isn't. He. And it's no. It's no good enough. It's, you can tell that he's only coached at a lower level." Yeah, like you say, just too big a job for someone of that. If he'd had a few managerial posts in his previous before he came to United, and he had a reputation behind them, then look, fair enough. But it was just, it was, it was a gamble on an experience, and it didn't, and it backfired. It did. I hate to say it, to be honest, but hopefully it's not for yourself. Like, do you think it could be a little bit too late in sacking him with so nah. many little games to go, or do you think Goodwin can get you out of this? I think. I think with the squad still to come and 30 points to play for, there's still time mm-hmm. to salvage it. Mm-hmm. I, fancy, I fancy United to stay up, I really do. They should be, I mean, I've said that before, I'm not just saying it blowing on sunshine up Jonas's arse, do you know what I mean? But Dundee United should be up there pushing hearts and teams yeah, like that, do you know like what I mean? The, the last couple of seasons, like since Jonas been on here with us, they were always mid-table and we were saying this next step and Jonas was saying like, is is to go that little bit further, Aye. and 
for them to be in this relegation you're like it's I'd say it's stressful for you the fans and for the players at the club and you the know? thing is as well last season after finishing fourth getting Europe obviously yeah. being easy at Altmar in the first leg in Europe and that season started so well so we should have really been challenging for club but it's just been an unmitigated disaster mm-hmm. it just shows Mark and I think we saw that as well uh, with, with, when, when we appointed uh, Neil Lennon for the 10 in the row like, like if that appointment isn't right you know, it's a big, big gamble by the club. Like, if they don't do their research and get the right man in, you know? Oh, aye. I mean, but I've said to as well, Paul, what if they'd won the tender on and that Lennon still stayed on? Mm-hmm. We wouldn't be sitting here rather than now. That's it, boy. That's, that's, that's the gamble you kind of take. Like, I don't think no one, like, would have talked back then, Mark, with... With with the squad that we had back then, that we would have lost the league by by so many points that time. Do you know what I mean? It was just one of those seasons. That like COVID, COVID, no, that played a part in that as well. Mm-hmm. What, about you, what about you, Jonas? What did you make it by Gans? You, do you like if he's getting Celtic team playing in that? Ah, he's ah, he's obviously a very good manager, is he? And he's he's utilised the market cleverly. The the players that he's brought in, they seem to all be wanting to play for him. There seems to be a you know, I mean, the same. Everybody seems to be on board with his ideas and stuff like that, and he's got them. He's got them playing a good style of football. Now, you know what I mean? So, it's impressive. <laughs> do you uh, think you, Mark, like going to show the as well? Like, do you think there's going to be a period of uh, domination by Celtic coming again? Uh, yeah, well, unless something dramatic changes, then I don't see. Don't see why it wouldn't. Because the reason I'm saying that, like, is if you look at the end, if you look at the end of the season, there's at least about twelve to fourteen players going to be leaving Rangers, and from the outset, like, they don't have the finances to bring in that quality. Honest, I think the challenge Celtic at the moment, you know. No, and they're going into a rebuild where Celtic are okay. Celtic might lose a couple of players, but. Rangers are looking at a full-scale rebuild, near enough, you know what I mean? Whereas mm-hmm. Celtic have got continuity there, which is what Rangers don't, so... Mm-hmm. They're looking at a rebuild, whereas Celtic are just looking to consolidate and sort of continue progress, and so... I don't see... I don't see there being a big shift, if I'm being honest with you. Mm-hmm. Would, you would you think so, Mark? I'd, I'd agree with that, aye. It's, it's like... Rangers are in the position now, Paul, that... Like some t- even Jonas will probably know himself at Dundee United it's a lot of players come and go at these kind of clubs you sign them in short term contracts and then they're leaving every every year there's a kind of rebuild at, at these kind of clubs and Rangers are t- kind of falling into that trap now Paul mm-hmm. you need to start but Jonas is talking about, about the foundation that Angie's built you need to that's the kind of thing that Rangers need to try and like, look at and try and do but Again, they've been trying it for so many years to kind of follow your transfer business model and that, and it's not working for them. But it will help. I see the, the players leaving. One thing it will do is help bring their wage bill down, which they'll need mm-hmm. to do to try and keep continue meeting these UEFA regulations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But which be, I mean, I don't, I don't think we're going to end up with quadruple trebles and stuff like that, Paul. But we'll be league winners for the for the next few seasons at least for the foreseeable and then I see cup games anything can really happen mm-hmm. 
know what I mean? I just need. I, I see the cups and that. I'd actually like to see them get spread out amongst other teams. Do you know what I mean? No, no Rangers obviously, but see like Dundee United win the cup, or Hibs win the cup, or stuff like that. Wouldn't I really think it's me, so. You know, I, I, I really do. I, I think it's like if Celtic don't win this, I don't care who wins it once it's not Rangers, really. Aye, you know, aye. But I think it's good for Scottish football if teams outside the top two start winning, winning those cups. You know, it's it's good for the league, you know. Yeah, a couple of years ago, St. Johnson won the cup double. double yeah. The double, yeah, they did. I mean, you, Jonas would still be partying at that if he'd had Thad Tamty Dundee United. Well, I've mean, got double, yeah, not exactly. You know, but there was a club there, Mark, who last season like, didn't have the best to start, and they they stuck with him, and, and, and he got him out of it, like, you know what I mean? So, I think maybe St. John's were thinking look we're, we're better off with or having to get us knowing that he would get us out of this do you think you know rather than being someone else in you know even showing him a bit of loyalty as well Paul you know I mean even right well if you can keep his up you keep his up but you put his down your stein as our manager for next season to bring his back up that kind of thing mm-hmm. it would have been easy for St. John to give, St. John's to give him the bullet but that's the thing again there's the fans and the chairman and that they're just too quick to pull the the plug on managers, you know what I mean? When if they did give them a bit of time, I mean they're, they're right. But Jonas is saying if Dundee United did get relegated, Jonas, right, hopefully they don't, bud. But, but you'd be quite happy with Goodwin as your manager down there, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think Goodwin would do a job because, like you say, he's done a you'd job be, in the lower league previously as well. You know what I mean? You'd expect him to bring you straight back up. Yeah, exactly. Aye, aye. Do you know what I mean? Probably that's the kind of thing. Whereas, if you've been doing without Fox, would you have been confident in him bringing his back up? No. That's what I mean. You need an experience. Head. And like you say, you need to show a wee bit of loyalty, like what you just said with St. Johnston, because sometimes they are too quick to empty empty managers and, and whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there's one player that I just want to touch on there, just to come away after a few seconds back to the game there. Was we we've been see, looking forward to kind of seeing him starting in, in the thing and, and he started yesterday. But we're on about this Celtic team that we we have two places, two players, kind of two, three players for every position. And when you get your chance, you should take it. But did Hakimovic um, take his chance yesterday? I don't. I didn't say he was outstanding, Paul, but I don't think he was. He was as bad as sort of like the Twitter. Celtic mm-hmm. supporters are on me. Do you know, I don't think he's about as bad as they're making him out to be. Mm-hmm. One thing I think, Mark, the difference between, uh, this is what I noticed uh, about Celtic yesterday was uh, just, just what Maida brings to that team. Uh, up press, high up the pitch, seemed non-existent yesterday without Maida there. Did you, did, you, did you notice that? That we weren't kind of pressing? And it, is it actually me that, that does that role? And Paul, that's the thing about. I mean, I know they're you, different players, but no, no, I'm, not, I'm going to. I, but mm-hmm. I'm going to say, it's like, see, my I'm, I'm not actually sure what position he, he should be playing in. Or, but do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. hard to pinpoint. It's hard to pinpoint. What he, it's hard to pinpoint what he does, but he does what he does brilliant. I know that sounds pure craziness, but yeah, yeah. It's just, I, 
don't, is it just his, is, I mean, I've said that all along, is it just his energy and drive and stuff like that? that I mean, some uh, he's, he's no an out-and-out winger, Paul. His crossing's a bit suspect, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Jonas? Yes. Did you mute yourself there, mate, or did I mute you by accident? No, no. Oh, sorry, I said, you were showing up his mute there. Uh, so, I mean, his crossing's not the best and stuff like that, but, but he does bring something to the team, Paul, as you said, and it seemed to... Is it that, is it that kind of energy and just depressing? Yeah, there? I think it is, but I think, like, because if you looked at uh, Hearts, they seem to have all the time in the world to pass the ball out within the defence, the midfielders. Yes, I know, no, they did, they did prick all it, like, but they had that time to do it. But if me, they was there, I, I don't think they would have had that time. You know, I think he's key to, and I think that's why Ange actually played him at, is, is, is for that press. You know what I mean? You know? But you've got to look for more fair players than yeah, just Yeah, I know that, yeah, exactly. Exactly, but I actually think Mark Haxvanovich should be more centre rather than out in the wing. I think he's. I've said that to you yeah. before, Paul. I'd like to see him get a chance in, like, in one of the middle positions. I. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it would suit him more, Mark. I really would. I think he'd be. It's just Haxvanovich can he can play that ball. I mean, he sees a pass. I, mean, I think he'd be more suited to that role, like off thing, but. Andrew was saying then, just going back to, to Kyogo and, and going back to Wednesday's game, Mark, and I don't know, did you, did you want to see the game where he was saying, we have to be clever in the way we pick out Kyogo because some of his movement off the ball, Mark, last Wednesday, and no player actually took that risk to, to play that pass to him, you know? Aye, aye, I saw what, I saw what he was saying with that. No, that's yeah. didn't he? That's down to the training and coaching, but isn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, the training and coach them to spot the runs that he's making. Yeah, I really do because if you like, if you have a striker, Jonas, that's making these runs like Kyogre that he plays on the shoulder of the defender. You want your players to to know that he's going to anticipate the ball going into the space for him to run onto. And Celtic just don't seem to be doing that. Yeah, no. <clears throat> And I, and I think that also just comes with someone playing regularly and being in a system and knowing and, and getting comfortable with your position and getting comfortable with the players. Whereas if you're sort of chopping and changing, if you're sort of a bit more of a fit part player, then it's sort of hard to get that rhythm. And you you really only get that sort of rhythm by um, by playing as a playing as a unit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nah, like you're like you're laughing and something. Get you yeah. get to know each how each other plays in that eye. Because it's like normally Kyogo, uh, Kyogo, Jota and Maeda, they've got a sort of chemistry and an understanding and know how they all play together. Whereas when Haksavanovic comes in from time to time, because he's not always playing, mm-hmm. he's not always 100% sure about his link-up or his, or, you know what I mean? Or what, what like, if he makes a certain money, is he going to be picked out? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying you can't give players criticism, but it's hard after pumping... The support Tor's best team in the country away from home. The court, uh, that, that, that's kind of what we're saying, Mark. Isn't it? Like it's like I, I, I Haksabanovic, he didn't have a great game. Nobody's disputing that. But again, Paul, we kind of we we, we seem to often be kind of 
right side that you know, we're kind of attacking Plevin seems to favour going down the right hand side now, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he was a kind of lone kind of figure out there a bit but I mean as I, I keep saying it, there's over reaction to it on Twitter just is normal. I mean Jonas you'll see it yourself with Dundee United players that do you know what I mean they've won bad game and the next time they want them chased out the city and stuff like that, isn't it? My fans are like that, of course. Like, as a, a fickleness fickle, fickle, fickle into that's the word. Yeah, and, and as a football, a football player, you're only one, you're only a one bad week away from being a scapegoat. You know what I mean? You can score a hat trick one week and then you have a stinker the following week. Like you say, you're getting pelters. So, you know what? You it's know what just, it's like. just, it's just one pass at Celtic, Mike uh, Jonas. You make one pass, it's bad pass, and that's you. Throw it off. <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I mean, people still get star felt pelters. He might not be the most attractive on the eye and stuff like that, but when you watch him, he, he, he's a good player, you know what I mean? He does, he does, he does his job. Exactly. <laughs> Part of the best defensive, do you know what I mean, in, in the country? Mm. This team will not compare to Mark's O'Neill team until they produce in Europe. That's a fair point as well, John. Nice to see you, John, mate. Thanks for coming in. That is a fair point, I know, I think. That's going to be the next. It's going to be the next step. It's going. Well, I think Mark. It's I going to be Mark, the Angie's next. Yeah, the Angie I must think Mark. Know that, you know going, by, mean? going by, uh, the, the reports, Mark. That like, fucking. I'm sick of hearing you honest like that. Uh, there's a job opening down. I'm surprised BBC that he wasn't linked to the BBC match of the day job down down in England and uh, over the weekend by by the the reports down there, but. I think Ange Mark wants to let a legacy at Celtic. He's come out here and said himself, Paul, I'll be yeah. here as long as yeah. they want me. Do you know what I mean? Meaning, probably meaning the club as a whole, do you know what I mean? And the fans. You know, you know I, talking about the money men and the fans. And as far as I'm concerned, as I've said, just said 10 minutes ago, and get down there and just what, six games for us, six games for the sack. Mm-hmm. Because if mm-hmm. you get down there and right away as well, He's got the kind of the pressure of, ah, he's coming for that Mickey Mouse league. He's no got it. See, see that should see what he, he to deal with coming in here when they're all right and I'm off and they all know be here by Christmas and stuff like that. That would be twenty times as much pressure on him down there if he'd been down there and see didn't win his first couple of games or something like that. That would be mm-hmm. that would be serious, serious pressure for like the press and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. No, I think Mark, yeah, I think this but is is this team good enough, Mark? Do you think next season to to get a good run in Europe, or do you think we need to let players go and bring in players better than than, than what we have, or we'll just stick with this group of players if we can keep this group of players together? Eh, but we need a a what I know. So hopefully he's going to be playing in the CDM role, Paul, and that was one of my big main concerns with it. Mm-hmm. That we, we get ripped apart. Do you know what I mean? We get ripped apart every game with Callum McGregor playing in there. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, as I said, the plan next year is to play a lot in the CDM role, move McGregor up a role. And I think that will help. And I think that you'll see... I mean, that we spoke about it, Paul. We, I, we lost up with a few goals and stuff like that. But, I mean, we get back to how well we played in the spells against Real Madrid at Celtic Park. Do you know what I mean? Against Real Madrid, the European champions, and we played well in... There's, we could have went ahead. We could have. We could have went ahead against him. I'm not saying we'd have ended up beating them. That'd have been a miracle kind of thing. But we stood. We went toe to toe. But we made stupid, stupid errors. By as I keep saying it, Paul, it was uh, 
Did Juranovic not get stung a couple of times in the Champions all League? Position, yeah, he did, yeah. All the position, yeah. Mag- 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 McGregor in that CDM role, which it's just he can get away with it in Scotland, but he's not getting away with a higher level. Mm-hmm. So I think I think even with the group of players we've got, we have a wee tweak here and here, and maybe maybe a wee I don't know a wee addition to some. But again, Paul, that's what I'm saying. Where do you, where would we spend our money, goalkeeper? I don't know, Mark. Do we? Do we, we do 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 Celtic at this moment, right? With with the amount of balls we we put into the ball, do we actually need an out and out number nine? Oh, that's another worry. Is Kyogo going to score goals in Europe at the Champions League level? Mm-hmm. Well, we've seen this, this. Like, what was this? Out of out of eighty eight shots, Mark or something like that, uh, we only scored three goals. Ah, uh, see that's just. That's embarrassing. That's definitely something that needs to get looked at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your at No, you understand. Like we're, we're talking about Celtic for the time being, but we will get to Dundee United. Like, do you think this Celtic team is 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 capable of, of competing in Europe next season? I thought they played in all the games. They played well in spells, but like you say, it's just about being more consistent for the ninety minutes. And it's, it's like you said, Mark hit the nail on the head. It's taking the chances. They, they missed too many chances in Europe. Eh? It's different, like you say, when you're playing against the Livingston or a Motherwell or a Ross mm-hmm. County or something like that. You can afford to miss a couple of chances because you'll get other chances. But in Europe, it's a different kettle of fish because you're playing against the top the elite teams and you, you've got to take your chances. That's as simple as and as basic as, as it is. You know what I mean? Because of if you don't take your chances at the Champions League level, then you're going to be punished because the the quality of teams you're playing against. Mm-hmm. Uh, but see, if the thing about it as well, make it. Uh, I keep calling you make it. It's that. It's a Dundee accent. Man, I'm not used to talking to him on Skype. Uh, you know, I've said this before, right? It's like we need a right, we need a player like. Uh, who was the boy? Was it Mudrick? Mudrick. Mudrick. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I really. I thought he. But I'm watching him. I really, really liked him. But it's like are Celtic capable of getting out and buying somebody at that, at like at his kind of level? Oh, to take yeah. us to the next level. Do you know what? I know he went for mega money, but I'm talking about a young finding a young player before he hits that the massive, massive kind of level. Do you know what I mean? But it might, it might still cost us twenty five million. But in two or three year time, we're going to get fifty or sixty million for him. Yeah, no, but like you say, progress in, I mean, the Champions League is very difficult for anybody to to, to to win, really, out with the Super Clubs. Whereas the Europa League, there's proof that you can, the Europa League's a competition that you can attack, you know what I mean? So, it's certainly like with a team that they've got now should be competitive at that level, in my opinion, anyway. Without having to add, like, you know, a, a lot of players... Uh, whereas at Champions League level, you probably will need to pump more investment into it. But again, are you going to want to go and spend twenty five, thirty million, knowing that you're never going to win the Champions League? Whereas you've got a chance of winning one of the other competitions, you know? Mm-hmm. Aye. But that's like that's where I think we are, Mark. Mark. I think look, if we get into the Champions League, at a minimum, we should be dropping down to the Europa League and and, and giving that. Europa League did a good run. Aye, uh, I've been saying I've been saying that yeah. for donkeys years, Paul. But, and yeah. but getting back, uh, getting back to even, see if it's been getting into the Champions League for the last ten years of that. 
a few times of that. I think of the money we would have had. And I've been saying that Celtic is a club, right? Maybe we'd maybe need a wee bit of luck in the draw. But if we're winning games in that poll, our coefficient could go up. But it would need to go up a hell of a lot for the end up looking pot too. So really, we're looking to get to like the third, to the support three in the Champions League. And with a wee bit of luck in the draw, we can finish second and get through. But the minimum should be finishing third and dropping down to the next level, the Europa mm-hmm. League level. That should be the that's what the minimum should have been for Celtic for the last ten years easily. And it's just no whether it was short sightedness, we low, whatever it was, but that's what it should have been, and it was just an abject failure. I think, Mark, what like you 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 said it here as well. Like the the thing with with piece of laws, Tenger was if we could keep ahead of Rangers, he was happy with that. Do you know what I mean? That seemed to be, aye, that wasn't seem to be the, kind of the business plan. Every manager wanted to take Celtic to that next step, but it seems like that he wasn't willing to go to that next step. Do you know what I mean? That's, that, that's the way it kind of looked, looked at, you know? But now there seem to be backing Ange more and letting Ange do the stuff. You know what I mean? Like I mean we, we, we already kind of strengthened there though, this week in bringing in... Um, a new scout. And you uh, the for the city group again, isn't it? City group again, like, so they must be all jumping out over this, uh, in case their names get brought into the scandal of Man City. <laughs> I swear that's what the drunken shit. You know, I'm surprised it kind of hasn't come up in the Union Bears then, or there's a corruption again, Celtic taking... Oh, I think, uh, yeah, it has. It has. It's they were talking about Oliver, uh, they were talking about uh, Encham and that. They should be looking into the kind of daft tra- the transfers and stuff like that. Absolute garbage again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Moon Yours, uh, because you haven't been uh, with us for a while and we haven't actually been talking to it about it, Mark, for a while in, in recent years. Here's an interesting one yeah. for you, Mark. Oh, no, I thought we got Have you got a bird yet, Jonas? No. What's happening, yeah. son? Ach, I'm all right. The right one sure? the right time. <laughs> Do you know you using the dating apps in that? Ach, nah, I can't be bothered with that, mate. <laughs> Here's a, an interest. Remember, do you remember, Mark, we were saying <laughs> that Nick Walsh actually had a good game and uh, in, in the Scottish Cup final, and I later found out that there was UEFA representatives at the Scottish Cup final watching the performance of Scottish referees. So I think that's why his performance was top notch. Oh, the League Cup there last. The League Cup, yeah, the League Cup, yeah. But there was UEFA officials at that from the referee association. They were going around to all leagues, looking at all referees, and but I'm not saying it was like, but, but that could have been why his performance. But we had no drama at uh, the, the League Cup final. Uh, it could be, you know, because, because like. And like Jonas, like I was saying to Mark there, like when is the last time we saw uh, a Scottish referee involved in international games? It, it's it's been a long, long time, you know. Yeah, I mean, like the, a couple of them do do like the, the the Champions League or the Europa League games, and they do like referee. But like I said, there wasn't any Scottish representatives at the World Cup or anything. Like no, that. no. Or the, I'm, I'm not sure if there was any at the Euros in twenty twenty one either. So. But like I say, that might have had a part to play in it, but normally, I think he just handled the game well in the sense that there wasn't, mm-hmm. he got the big calls right, you know what I mean? And he wasn't too trigger happy with the bookings either, so 
Sometimes no, which it should be, Jonas. Like it, it should be. Correct. Because soon as I try to control a game with cards, and that's not the right way to go about it. Trying mm-hmm. to control a game by just lashing out tickets willy nilly, you know. Mhm. And your thoughts on the introduction of VAR this season, Jonas? Like we've been kind of critical on the bowler here and saying like how they justify these decisions that that they're making, VAR. What's your thoughts on that? There's probably been a slight improvement from when it was first implemented because I think when it was first implemented there was a number of contentious decisions and you can sort of put that down maybe teething problems and things like that and referees getting used to a new system and, but I, I personally don't think it should have been brought in halfway through the season after the World Cup it should have been a case that you're either bringing it in at the start of the season or you're not or you're bringing it in next year when mm-hmm. it's got a full year I wasn't, I wasn't keen on this getting done halfway through the season nonsense. That was that felt a bit strange. Surely if it was going to be ready to go, it would have been ready to go for the start of the season. If it wasn't ready to go, then implement it at the beginning of next year. Actually, what if the league came down to a decision that happened before VAR get brought in, you know, and there'd be a moaning about that off VAR had been in. They'd have, like, do you know what I mean? If it'd only be a two-point difference or something, there'd be yeah, some kind of dodgy decision. Teams will, have, teams will have said, there will have been incidents where teams have been done out of decisions um, in the first half of the season prior to VAR coming in that then they would have got later on in the season. So the, the people with us, you know what I mean? So there aye, have been decisions aye. that were given prior to VAR that would have, would have been overturned and then decisions that wouldn't have. So it created an imbalance anyway. I even noticed as well that uh, only us in uh, the Rangers Cup games were using VAR this weekend. The, yeah, yeah, the, because the, they did I, have them in the the, the first division because uh, yeah, because yeah, they don't have it like see for example Inverness Kilmarnock, but then we, when we had um, we played Kilmarnock in the cup, we 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 chose not to use VAR because the clubs would have had to pay extra for it, but the clubs decided to not use it. I think it's a case of it's the same in the FA Cup down south and other like leagues. If you're at a big stadium, they'll have it. If you're not, you, you know what I mean. No, that can't be helped if it's not a system that's in place across the whole the whole of the league structure from top to bottom then you're going to get that disparity mm-hmm. so it's, it's, it's kind of like a disadvantage too Mark like if, if, if one club is using VAR in the cup and then another team isn't using VAR in, in the cup it's either one or the other do you know what I mean aye, 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 that's what I, I would think that in, I would think that in the cup to be honest I you know, sure. I, I, it's the thing about it. It's like I put up on the, the live chat for the game yesterday. Uh, like, was the cup final going to be on pay per view? And you said that uh, as for you, Paul, you're in Ireland, but somebody says we get it in BBC Tay. I mean, you honest, you're, you, it was a cup final day was a big day, wasn't it? When you were a wee boy. Yeah. No matter, no matter whether your team was in it or no. Went to, it was a cup final was a kind of big day. BBC One was fully at for ten o'clock in the morning. Eh? Do you know what I mean? I think for me the cup should always. It's, I know they all going about all the demands of the FA Cup, but the Scottish Cups. I think that's the oldest trophy in the world, is it? No. Yeah, it's the oldest cup world, is it? Aye, we should be promoting that and keeping the kind of old kind of misty eyed ideals about it, and that just take time. No, definitely. I'm a traditionalist when it comes to things like the cup. I always. I love the Scottish Cup. I always look forward to the January because that's normally when we come into it the same as ourselves. I always look forward to the fourth or fifth round or whatever it is that when we enter it because the Scottish Cup's always like, uh, like the Scottish Cup's a brilliant tournament. Especially for like 
clubs like ourselves because realistically, unless there's an absolute freak season, you're not going to win the league. So your best chance of silverware is the two cup competition. So we'll probably take it even more seriously. So and the fact that it's obviously it's, it's free to air, it should always be free to air. Cup final should never be on pay TV. The no. league cup final being on pay TV, I don't think. I think it's a joke as well. I think both cup finals, your domestic cup competitions, the final should be accessible to everybody. Yeah. Right. <laughs> See, that's what, that. that's, that's what freaking scares me nowhere because I don't have BBC One Scotland here. I can only get BBC, normal BBC in England. I mean, so if they're not showing it, now, it's going to be. Get, on... We can get BBC in Northern Ireland, all right. Can you not no, get BBC Northern no. Ireland, Paul? No. no, it'd be BBC England, like, you know, London. You know what I mean? So, like, it, it's going, I said it to you, Mark, that this is how this via play stuff make their money. Do you know what I mean? They, they bought. Ah, you knew, ah, you knew about yeah. this before it actually came out. Wait, they, is, it yeah. not, is it a Polish company or something? No, Norwegian. They're Norwegian. Norwegian. But what they did was, what they did when Canal Plus were in trouble, they bought all the rights in Poland, Jonas, to Canon Plus Premier League. And I used to always get the Premier League matches free on the Polish TV, you know? And since this video player came in, every single Premier League match, bar one, and it's, it's, it's normally the half-five match on a Saturday, I guess, is pay-per-view. So, so that's how they make their money. They, they put stuff on pay-per-view. And I actually will think, Mark, that... It will come pay per view in, in a matter of years. And I said that it's, it, they'll try it this year and they'll let BBC have it. But I think, come down the line, Mark, that we could be paying pay per view to watch the, the Scottish League, League Cups and, and Scottish Cup, you know, because that's how they make their money. You know, everything's pay per view, pay per view. You know? I'll have a wee look into that, Paul, because I'm, I'm, there must be some kind of ruling that BBC is allowed to. Show the, the like, Scottish Cup finals and that there must be. There's well, it's like there's that Crown Jewels thing where it's like Wimbledon, um, the Six Nations, the World Cup. There's something else that there's certain sporting events that can't be bought by that always have to be free to air whether they're but on pay per view or not. Something if it's a national uh, sport within the thing, I think it can't like like cup games. I think you're right, you're about that, like but. I'd be like, like, what if they like what I said to you, Mark? Is is this is this the start of via play via play trying to get into Scottish football? Do you mean are they going to try to get? Well, like, well we just said, Paul, but when you said, Paul, this is maybe the reason that they seen that new deal with Sky. Yeah, yeah. Well, because, why, Sky, why Sky rushed it in? Aye, because there wasn't there wasn't a need for that. When there no, you're receiving it. We signed it too early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paul, and that's what Paul would be talking about just just before it Paul was talking about this VR play taking out that Premier Sports and that and talking about it and said and Paul said that this is a maybe trying to look into getting into like actual the Scottish game and starting getting pay per view games for the for like the league stuff and all that and then the next time we sign this like long term deal with Sky which isn't really worth it do you know what I mean it's no they sell themselves too short we really do I don't know why well, Sky have already came up this already Mark and said they're not going to miss the, aye, the, the quarter of the FPL again this year they haven't met it last year they haven't met it last before and and then for for the SPL then to go out and fucking do this sign this deal like knowing that Sky aren't meeting their criterias 
That should be a breach of contract. And the, SP, yeah. the, the, the SPL should have turned around and said to them, unless you, we're not signing any contract unless you um, get the get the games your quota filled. So if your quota is to show 60 games that season, you're showing 60 games. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I remember there, you honest there, it, it was a midweek game, Mark, and um, Rangers are playing Hearts. I mean, I, that's, games should be live in television if, if Sky was showing no other football and they didn't bother to show that 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 SPL game. Like, they have no interest in this. No interest whatsoever in They'd rather show you women's football. Push women's football down your throat than put Scottish games on. Yeah. The thing is, as well, I don't care what anybody says. Like, we, we, we need to be a wee bit more creative with it. Like, like you say, like the Saturday night kickoffs that we've had against Aberdeen this season. They should do that. They should make that a thing, like a Saturday night football as well. Like, because it's a bit of I fun experience. going to come in, that Jonas, under the new contract. Have a that, yeah, have a Friday, have Friday yeah. night games and stuff yeah. like that as well. Get the fans engaged. Like obviously Saturday at three pm should still be your eighty percent of your game should be Saturday at three pm. But why not do Saturday night games and things like that? Friday night games. Get a wee bit more creative as well. You know what I mean? And get a bit more. See when cable, well Sky, see when Sky Telly first came out in the UK years ago. Uh, it was seeing a Friday night. They showed the uh, the Bundesliga, mm-hmm. and. Nobody's seen that, do you get what I mean? I mean, with Channel 4 were showing the Italian football, and then all of a sudden, this week on the satellite started showing you the Bundesliga, and I think it was a half-six kick-off, and it was like, we were getting together with a carry-out to sit and watch the Bundesliga. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It became part of our kind of, our, our normie, we'd sit there and we'd watch whatever Bundesliga game was on a Friday night, then we'd go to the Celtic game on a Saturday, Watch the Italian game on a Sunday, and then maybe an English game. On the Sunday, when it used to be, uh, it used to be just a four o'clock. That was all you go. It was a sun, super Sunday. A four I remember about, what and I remember then the about, Monday, the Monday night, Monday night came in as well. But what, it's saturated what now. What I always used to remember, Mark, about uh, the Channel Four, uh, the time was the Baldy fella with the glasses. Funny you mentioned what? that, James Richardson, because I'm actually watching. I'm watching Golazzo live just now on BT Sport, and he's he's on it. He's presenting it. <laughs> Is that well, still I mean, going? No, uh, just uh, it's on BT Sport now. Yeah, so Golazzo live. So you get the goals from all the weekend and and the build-up show to the 7:45 kickoff. He's around so a long, long time, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. he's been around since like the early. I think it was the early 90s he started presenting. Yeah. Aye, aye. Sitting, sitting, sitting outside wee cafes on a Saturday morning, drinking the wee toty cups of coffee. Yeah, sitting in the well. sun. Aye. sitting in the sun over night, and you're looking out your window. Then it's pissing rain. <laughs> you know, just getting depressed. You know. But that's what, what I've seen it like that. There was no other games on at that time, so you kind of people. Start watching it in Scotland. Don't be kind of bullied about and shoved away to these teams that nobody's bothering their backside with, and we just we just accept it. Mm-hmm. I mean, made, made the guy, uh, it's no Eddie Hearn, that's his son, and what's the dad's name, Barry Hearn. Barry Hearn, no. I mean, I know he's a bit a shyster and a bit a bit dodgy, but meant he said that, he, that we were just going about it all wrong. He had the right idea. I'm not saying we, could, we should give somebody like that control of the Scottish game, but. You should get these guys, see these guys that have dragged snooker up. All the years, snooker's kind of 
get bit more money, more money, and all these other sports. Now, we should get these guys that, how could we go about promoting what we're doing to maximise the money coming in, make it more, a, more a, like a product that people want to sit and watch and get involved in? Because really, yeah. I mean, us, us guys really, Sky's only interested in Celtic Rangers games. Mm-hmm. They don't give a toss about anything, anything else, really, they don't in Scotland. And we we must we we should never have got get shot at BT. The D, no, because BTs are due. Jonas BT were doing a good job promoting Scottish football. And that. The, their coverage was always good. You did you got the inside the S S B L on a Friday. So you got that show. Then you got your your games was well covered. They took an interest in all the teams, and you got a larger variety of games. Like you said, it wasn't just Celtic and Rangers games. You would get Motherwell against Ross County, and because at the end of the day. Their fans still want to see their team on the telly as well, you know what I mean? Aye. Mm-hmm. But we didn't even get to relegation back last season, back at the end of the, at the, end of the season last year with, with Sky Sports. No, that's right, aye. I haven't mean you seen that, Paul. You know, we didn't even get that. And, and there they were then, like, not meeting their, their, their quarter. And, like, these are games, like, what Jonas is saying there, like, like, Jonas, like, I know, I know you probably, is, is there Dundee United TV? There is a Dundee United TV, isn't there? Yeah, there's a club TV channel, yeah. Yeah, like, if you're not going to the match, like, if, say, so, like if you were sick or something like that, if you're not, like, there's no way for you to watch Dundee United Football Club unless you have, and some people these days just don't have that money to buy Dundee United FC subscriptions, you know? And the thing uh, is, as well, you, you, have to, you, you have to get it on a fire stick or a stream because... The club TV is only for people out with the UK. So I you was can't, just going to say that as exactly, well. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you, you can't. So unless you have a way to circumnavigate your IP address or whatever. So yeah, I mean, they're just putting objects in the way of people being able to watch games of football. Mhm. Mhm. Like that's the same here, Mark. I told you that when Monica wanted to buy me the Celtic TV and it was actually audio only before it used to be. Outside the UK, it? but then they put in UK and Ireland. Sky Sports actually put that in because oh. of the oh, 3 p.m. kickoff thing across here as well. Sorry, yeah. Jonas, did I book you there, bud? No, no, what? No, I'm bef- something a pop up came up on my phone and I accidentally clicked and it took me off the off the, the chat. My OnlyFans page. Aye, that's it. Aye, aye. Oh, don't worry. I'll give you access. I'll give you VIP access. Don't worry. <laughs> well, <laughs> I did that as well. BT Sports, they're getting took out with TNT Sports for July. They, yeah. I don't know. I can make right years and years ago, man. There used to be a TNT channel on... It's an American sports broadcaster. Aye. No, it was... No, but it was... Eh, it was... You used to watch, mind the old WCW wrestling. Yeah. That's where you watched that, TNT Sports, whereas, like, the WWE was on, like, Sky or whatever it was at the time. I don't know if that's the same for them making a comeback. Hey, I, yeah, I still have, I have it. Is it not uh, that Ted Turner? Is that yeah, who yeah. it is? Aye, what? is it the same guy? Aye. I, so, I have uh, TNT Sports channels on the, um, the, the Porter satellites and all their movie channels. I'm sure, so that, a guy, I'm sure it's a big telly mogul guy called Ted Turner or something that owns that. No, yeah, BT is getting taken over by it. They'll continue, all the programmes in that are remain the same. It'll just be rebranded, the channel, eh? Mm-hmm. But go by what we're talking, Mark. Like, like I know we kind of talked about before, but, but how do we, how do they promote the SBL? Like, you know, what I mean, if 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 they're only kind of going to one subscriber every year, every when there seems to be 
more newer kind of providers trying to come get into the thing like and we just seem to be always sticking with sky sports and, and, and to be honest like the the pre-match coverage is is is, is shocking the the aftermatch coverage is cost within 10 minutes after the game finished to get back onto the premier league games do you know what i mean I, uh, are a women's premier league game mm-hmm. well, I, I thought maybe maybe it's pop maybe it's just kind of See, like we we're talking about, like Peter Lowell's, you know, as long as we're, we're like one step in front of the Rangers, we'll be all right. Maybe that we just think, as long as we'll be sky, everyone's just been a tickety bird, let's not rock the boat kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They should uh, put it out to tender. They should turn around. Aye. To, they should turn around to state the sky, BT, Amazon, Netflix, Viaplay, whatever. Should say, right, this is the product that we're ESPN or whatever. This is the product that we've got. Put and and promote it, and then just say we're, we're wanting value for our money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like what George there saying there as well, you honest, like you know what I mean? Like we said, where to go? Like like you have to meet your cross that. You know what I mean? You can't decide not to show fucking six games at the end of the season because you wanted to show the Premier League or you wanted to show the Championship. Do you know what I mean? Like that's what's happening. They're showing league. I remember when I was at Mark, it was. It was a League One game, I think, between t- and and Celtic were playing in the midweek game, and they started showing a League One game. Do you know, like, like the thing is, get me like they have this fixture list at the start of the season. Aye, aye, aye. And the, as I said, Paul, the bounce us about for quality post when it comes to kickoff time. So there's plenty mm-hmm. of scope to to meet their criteria. And it, even Paul, it gets back to maintaining we were all this, all we're all about this five-year agreement and stuff like that, right? And they said, I all Sky bother about as long as they they're guaranteed for it was like all firm derby games a year. League. That was impossible for us to for us to guarantee that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because because even you're working at a, a league that's got a split in it, they I know it would have been a big shot for it to happen. But if one of us had ended up in that bottom six, they're right away. But it was just, we've broke a contract with Sky because we guaranteed them four games a season. And that mm-hmm. that's when you, yeah, that becomes it becomes actually illegal that like you're going into kind of match fixing when you start guaranteeing you're getting that, that kind of level of coverage. But mm-hmm. that, as I said, that's so that's so Sky care about. Is this, the rest of it? I mean, no yeah, offence to Jonas and that, but Dundee United and Aberdeen and things like that, they're they're just shitting the shoot of Sky really when it comes to Scottish football. And, and you see how many times do you see that like? They've got the wrong graphics or the wrong team names or the Aye. wrong player. Like they were promoting Hibs against Motherwell or something, and then they had when James Tavernier as the graphic for like the Hibs player, and you're sitting there going, "It's just lazy." Uh, that just smacks that we don't give a toss, and we're just doing the bare minimum to tick a box. That's all that that that's all that that suggests to me. You know what I mean? Aye, mm-hmm. somebody's job to sit there and put pictures of the players on the graphics, and they can't even be, be even be asked to do that, right? Just as you said, it's just laziness and no, no kind of interest in their, what they're actually doing. No. Speaking of, um, just touching it there, Mark, quickly, I know it's not about Celtic, but it came out there the, the, in the last couple of days about Barcelona kind of throwing money to, towards referee associations off in Spain. I know yours did. Have you, did you hear about that? Would you know more no, about that we watch? I'm not actually heard about that but that kind of thing doesn't surprise me it's not any no, different they, to the, they, they actually it's, not, it's, it's a, actually I, I, 
30% from the central belt you, you, and then spread it out that way so there's a bit of diversity. And they've got to declare any allegiances or ties to a certain team. Yeah, if you're a season ticket holder at a club or something like that, you can't you can't be involved in refereeing that club and you can't be involved in a game that could have permutations on that. Say, for Aye. example, you're in charge of a game and that could relegate the team that you supported or something mm-hmm. like that. If the team wins, then you can't... Whenever there's going to be circumstances that will have an impact on another team, you can't be involved in that either if it's a team that you've declared as you, that you support. Like they have to do down south. So no, Aye. the whole... The whole is there to do that in Europe, you honest, you know? Yeah, I think so. And Aye. that's what we need to get right in this country. That Aye. needs to be the Aye. next the next thing that they should be tackling, or the next big thing that they should be tackling in this country, in my opinion, is the standard of officiating. And see that see that what we're talking about there, right? Open it up to other other sections of the country or whatever you want to call it. But that thing about declaring any allegiances or connections to a certain club, that would go a hell of a long way to wipe out all this paranoia yeah and the conspiracy you know theory I, it would go a hell of a long way to wipe that out with one with one one rule one rule change would help wipe out a hell of a lot of that that would well, I keep saying you honestly that UEFA should take charge of refereeing do you know what, what I mean and like a bunch of Scottish referees should get sent to fucking Croatia or something every weekend to referee their games and a bunch of Bulgarians come out here to referee our well, games and it's all under the kind of UEFA kind of well, umbrella. Well, I'm just going to touch on something that you, you sort of alluded to there. I don't know if you boys remember, but remember when the referees went on strike over pay and the foreign referees came Aye. to referee the weekend the fixtures? I think mm. we had a boy from the Faroe Islands who played Aberdeen that weekend. And that, he'd a, and he'd a they, shine, he was brilliant, wasn't he? No problems. I can't remember us having a... Like I think the feedback from fans across the country that was, was back then, and the, the social media wasn't as prevalent. So you used to do your main online chat back then. Used to be like your football forums or whatever, like you know your message boards. But like the the sort of general consensus on those message boards seemed to be that the standard of the refereeing was far was far do better. Do you remember, Mark? Weekend. Do you remember when Bobby Madden refed the Europa League and? He actually, two teams came no, out the and said... Base, base, uh, base teams put in a complaint <laughs> against him, didn't they? And the standard of refereeing, and did, I, that, that's what I just think it is. Like, I, I actually don't know, you honest. Like, do they actually know the rules of the game sometimes? Do you know what yeah, I mean? I remember like, that. Was, that was Malaga against Dortmund, where he gave a oh, scandalous offside. And, and slated him, like, you know what I mean? Slated him over it, like... And no. that's actually the last time I actually saw... Uh, a Scottish official doing uh, a, a European game, and I think the referee should like you know how players have a pre-season. I think the referee should do a pre-season when they're going to do a course, and they're told right, you're sitting an exam every year, and then you get your tickets for the next season. Not a case of if you pass your officiating course once that's you. It should be a case that you you do a refresher course every year with like law changes, say the offside rules change, the handball rules change, especially with the VAR. We should be sending all our officials on a six-week learning course over the thing and working with VAR and putting, like, like you know how you do your hazard perception for your driving test? Sort of similar scenario like that. You present them a lot via decisions What if scenarios and stuff like that? Yeah, exactly. And say to them, right, this is this is what's happened in this scenario. How would you do that? And then you've got to pass a competency score to then retain your license for the following year. Mm-hmm. That's, I, yeah, that's a good idea, Jonas. Mm-hmm. And, but did, did, did they know do things like that? 
Um, they, they probably do. I mean, I'm not. Sure. They, they obviously do a fitness test. I know, like, I know that they have to. They, they do have to pass certain regulations to get yeah, their qualifications in that. But like I say, they should be doing something like that on a yearly basis. I know they probably do, but it should be a wee bit and probably more in depth than what it is. Or then they should they should have an individual meeting with the referees and say, right, we'll review, a performance review of the year. This is what we've given you. This is your overall score. We've given you an eight eight out of ten rating for or whatever, and this is what you can improve on. And you know what I mean. There should be a lot more sort of like scrutiny of referees. Ah, I've said that mm-hmm. hundred times. I think as well, Jonas, that referees should be they, they should be see after the game. They should be answering questions about why they made kind of certain decisions during games and things like that. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. there's there's no there's no I, I mean. I don't know if referees have kind of meetings to talk about stuff that went through the weekend themselves, but there's no actual scrutiny for them. They make a, think, they, they, they don't even make a decision now. VAR makes a decision 99% of the time. No, I, th- I think referee. they do. I think, I think they have a meeting on a Monday or something, or it's like done electronically, or however they do it via Zoom, or I don't know how they do it. But the stories are straight. <laughs> they, they, they do a rev- they review their performances during the weekend or whatever, and that's how you see referees. Say, for example, someone's had a howler, they get demoted to, to a lower league or whatever. You know, what I it mean? doesn't happen enough, does it? it no. That's what I, really Disney. Evening, you, Deef. Nice to see you again, mate. Well, there's, no, there's no accountability for referees. You, you, you saw there a couple of weeks ago down, down in England, uh, the Farrah Mason, when he made that error in the Arsenal game with the Lions in VAR, and, and, he, and he was told to step down from VAR. You know? Correct, right. So, like, is this is 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 the problem here in in Scotland? Is who's above these referees that they're not being punished for making yeah, these these decisions? honest, do you know what I mean? The, the the panel of referees or whoever, like I would imagine that there's like a delegate that goes to every game that oversees it or whatever, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then they need to be more proactive in the way that the and they need to be coaching the referees as well. Referees are making me. I mean, how many times? After a game, do you go back to the pub and the first thing you and your mates moan about, aside from the result, is your whinge about a referee in performance? I mean, that's all we spoke about on the way back from Livingston on Wednesday. And it shouldn't be like that, you're honest, do you know what I mean? No. It should exactly. be both the game, like, you know what I mean? You know? But you're spending three quarters of your after-match debrief with your pals or whatever, or whoever you go to the games with, talking about the standard of refereeing. And it's been going on for years, so the fact that it's been a reoccurring theme for as long as this, surely something's got to be done about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And see, mm-hmm. I keep saying, I keep saying as well, Jonas. See, when we come on here talking about VAR and refs and all that. Mm. Even I'll still see some decisions we've got that's went out for us with VAR that I'm still a bit dubious. I'll still call it. Out. Oh, no, do you know mate, what I mean? We, because you need just to try and be fair about it. Do you know what I mean? The one thing, Mac, I don't guess uh, about football, and, and 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 I would never understand it at this moment is the handball rule inside the back because. If the ball hits any part of your hand, no, accidentally or uh, uh, any part, like, it, it's a penalty. Do you know what I mean? There's no favoursome to the defender if he's trying to get his hand out of the way or thing. But if he's still, if he's, if he's still trying to get it away and it still hits his I hand, be, it's a penalty. Do you, I just don't understand the handball. It's one of the ones. It's like, it's like half the It's like six out of five out of ten times it's given and five out of ten times it isn't it so it's blood lines you guys there's no I keep getting back to it uh, the one against Hearts at the very start of the season mm-hmm. with the Hearts player do you know what I mean the Burnaby one against Dundee United there's no clear 
is there any such thing really as a clear cut penalty these days? No. And unless somebody's but, actually getting booted up here in the box, do you know what I mean? And, and can anybody actually sit and explain what the actual handball rule is? I, do, I, I don't, don't know the rules anymore. Not. I really don't anymore. And that's that, that's the point I was trying to say. I actually don't know what the handball rule is at the moment I, 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 within I, football. Well, there, there was one during the week where a Livingston player sliced it on his, like he missed the clearance in it ran behind him and it came off the boy's hand and I don't even think VAR looked at it now I'm not saying it was a penalty the boy's hands were by his side but you're sitting there going you just shout for anything nowadays in the box aye, because, aye. because you don't know what's going to be given and what's not you know what I mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even, even, even off side drill I mean honestly even off side drill you and Mikey sit and talk about Buffer really do you understand what the off side drill is these days no, well, we, we've talked about When you start with all these lines and stuff, you're like... Yeah, and, and, and now I've just seen a thing here, and I'm just watching the Italian game here, and they've got a virtual VAR now as well, so what it does <laughs> is it's, a compu- it's an auto- computer-automated one. You'll see it in the Champions League as well, and it's basically foolproof in the sense it's like goal-line technology. If one part of the player's body is thick, then, then it's offside. Like, there was a boy just given offside there, and literally about half an inch's heel was offside. And he was actually had his back to goal before he made the run. And and they've taken him back and disallowed the goal because the virtual offside. You know what I mean? So it, it, Do you agree with that? I think it's too fine a margin. Like aye. I mean boys are getting punished now for the size of their feet. If you've got size aye, eight, exactly, you're side, if you wear size ten boots, your goals are gonna be chopped off because you're a toe you're a toe offside, you know what I mean? I, I see <laughs> all the time, you know, see, see for like an offside decision. The ref should go and look at the monitor, right, and then decide. See if I was staring right at that in real time, would I have said offside? No, you you're I mean? having to get it to the point where you're looking at people's, like you say, the size of someone's foot, or you're looking for as a guy's as a guy's toe half an inch offside. That I think you're going too far. Aye, Cause I think it's now. He's just bringing all this technology, Mark. Like what what Jones is saying there. Like what's the point in having minds, man? You know what I mean? And the you thing know? is, I think I think they're just looking for any excuse to rule something out now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, that mm-hmm. seems to be with it as with Celtic anyway. To be honest, with what we what we watch into every every Celtic goal. I mean, Matt, they check. Uh, what, 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 what goal was this? Hatsabanovich's goal there last week. Matt, I know. Checked and it was outside the box. Aye. Aye. And the chest is It's as if they're looking for anything to chalk, chalk off a Celtic goal. They did that with our equaliser on Wednesday night as well. The boy, Nicky Devlin's playing the boy on by about four yards, and then they still had a lengthy VAR check. And you could see in real time that was never offside. So mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. how how were they taking as long to check it? I think that's as well, Jonas, that uh, needs improving next season is the amount of time it's taking to make these decisions. Do you mean it should be it should just be a quick to see an offside rule. Do you know what I mean? Or even do what they do in like um other sports where there there's a certain amount of time that you're allowed to review it for or something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if you can't make a decision within then, that time, uh, the, it goes then, to the, the favour of the forward. Or, do you know what I mean? Yeah, the, 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 the on-field decision stands if, mm-hmm. if you can't... Because if you're having to deliberate over something for six, seven minutes, or, or it's maybe not as long as that, but three or four minutes, then you know that you're just looking for something. Man, but mm-hmm. it's like three or four minutes and then the ref needs to go and look at it. That's what gets on my wick. See if there's a bad decision to be made, the ref should be out at that screen... Right away, 
They should just say to the ref, right, go to your monitor when you... Aye, like, no, no, they're stone in the middle of the field for four minutes. Well, well that's, what happened today, today, oh, that's, 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 that's what happened today when... Uh, and then uh, they had to be that they need to stone and hold the headphone into their ear as if it makes it sound better than that. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, do, do, we say if there's a tackle and the referee gives a yellow card and... If if it's most if 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 Bella thinks it's serious, they should be on the the earpiece straight away. Like just go off to the monitor there, have a look at this tackle. Do you know what I mean? It it that's not it's not it's it's Vera now that's doing these decisions for the and, and there was clear proof at that time, Mark, when we were playing. I, I look, know at what, Greg Taylor, look at Greg Taylor penalty. Mhm. Mhm. I mean but, the ref was the ref was see for me, that's one of the but I said there. I've heard a, a ref should go and look at the screen and say, right, if I was just staring right at that situation in real time, would I give that as an offside or would I give that as a foul? Do you know what I mean? It shouldn't be a case of, oh, slow it down to the nth degree. The referee mm-hmm. that Greg Taylor, apparently, had a perfect view of it. He was staring straight at it and didn't give it and yet VAR pulled him up for it. Yeah, there, yeah. Uh, So who, who's deciding what VAR's checking? Who's, and who's and actually... And who's, as well, who's, who's making a motion? You know aye, I mean? aye. You know? Who's who's actually making the final decision? Who went well, to the rest of the rest of the week? Aye, the rest of the week. It's aye. not my decision. Straight out to Callum McGregor when he went up, and he said, and Willie Collum was actually in the van. He said, "It's not my decision." You know, so like it's it's either one or the other that's making making the. I don't know. Maybe next season it, it'll improve, or the, as as Jonas said, like it, it seems to be kind of gradually improving. Mark, like there seems to be less less decisions. Aye, one game, nothing happens in it. Then the next game, you're ripping your hair out of it again. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's, that's the it, way man. it seems to be. But does that really, Denmark, depend on who's in charge of it? Maybe they want the attention, like what we're just saying there. Like, do they want to be, do you know what I mean, the centre of the game? Who's on VAR? Which VAR shouldn't again, be involved in the game anyway, do you know what I mean? Unless they have could, to be. Go and ask that, who's the wee baldy English guy, the referee? Mason. No, the ex, the, he's an old Gallica, isn't it? Something Gallica. Yeah, McGallagher, yeah, down in there. Um, yeah. Bring him up. Put him in charge of VAR. Tell him to put a team together that can check VAR for Scottish football. But you know, he's not got any kind of stake in the game up here, sir. Say to him here, get a quick crowd of your, your ex refereeing buddies for doing in England to do your VAR for us. Yeah, because they've not got a dog in the fight as far as the no, team so. Aye. That's mm-hmm. what I meant. I said, what did I say? Beefing the... Aye, but you're saying you're on the side. You've no... I actually look forward, man, to listening to him. Like if, if there's dodgy, dodgy decisions uh, in in Scotland, I actually... It doesn't matter what team it is. They actually look at every... everything, and they actually listen to every Monday to see what he says about the decisions. Aye. You know? There, I mean, I mean we're biased. You know what I mean? Stuff will happen to Celtic players that we think... Oh, he should have got sent off for that, or we should have got a penalty for that. Jonas will be the same with Dundee United and stuff like that. But we can, right, but we still try and look at things like fairly and balanced. That damn McGallagher, he just gives his opinion on stuff that, I'm no biased, I don't care if Dundee United beat Rangers or fucking Celtic beat Hibs or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So you kind of, mm-hmm. I give guys like that a bit of, a bit of credence and give, listen to them. I would give, that's what I would do, Paul. Somebody like that, get him up to kind of, over overhaul the refereeing system and the VAR system or whatever. Definitely. Right. You know, it's 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 
it's one area of the, the Scottish football that kind of needs to step up. You know what I mean? Is well, if you look at the Cox City match last night, I mean, 95th minutes, Cox City went in 2 1. Sligo there. No, I was in Sligo. No, I was up in Sligo. Oh, but I was watching it on the, the League of Ireland TV, Mark, and the, the, the players outside the box, right? He's running. He puts his knee over onto the Cox City defender and throws himself to the floor outside the box. Clearly outside the box now, right? Referee gives a penalty. And you're looking going, where in the fucking name of God did, did you get this decision from? Like, you know what I mean? I, I swear last night, man, I was screaming at that fucking, that, that laptop last night. Like, you know what I mean? I, I, and I'm looking going, gee, like, how are these people referee? Is it, is it maybe because the amateur mark? Is it because they're amateur referees and they're not full-time referees? And that's the same in Scotland, Mark. They're not full-time referees. Is the time we actually pay full-time are, are referees? Your, are your referees any worse or better than yours? Well, Mark, like, there's a few here, Mark, that are good. And I, I will say that. But this, but we're in this opinion down here in, in, in Ireland. If the referees from Dublin, Cox City aren't going to get a good game. Do you know? Aye. You know, and if the referees outside Dublin, we will get a good. Do you know what I mean? You know, so aye, there's always just, that. Just, aye, there's always aye, There's always going to be that, Paul. Yeah, you know what I mean? Even, yeah, when, I, it, even when I say about checking where, like, who's ref support, there's always going to be, well, his cousin was in the Orange Walk. Do you know what I mean? Shit like that. But, I mean, they. It's Scottish, right? I mean, the rest of Europe sneers doing it, knows it's Scottish football. Paul. And Scottish football, even Sneers doing it, knows that Irish football, right? Would you agree with that? I would think but, so, Mark, yeah. Aye, but I'm talking about, like, the referees. Would you, see if you see the refereeing standards of the League of Ireland, they could switch either way with Scotland. That's what I'm saying. Of course they could, Mark. I think. No, I mean, you are look, you are look to as an even lesser league than us, but your referees I, are just the same kind of level. Yeah, exactly. Mark, when I was watching the... When we were up in Vonica's mum's house, uh, her cousin was, he's a Legawasa fan, he was watching the match. And you see the use of VAR. Do you know what I mean? There's no, there was no fucking five minute delays to make decisions. There was no, as what you're saying there, Mark, straight out to my my referee's fault, nothing here, play on. Do you know what I mean? You know, there, there was no delays. The referees' decisions were spot on, and do you know what I mean? it, it, it's not about the referees over there. They're getting on the game. Do you know what I mean? And I, right, a lot of referees are here want to be the kind of star of the show yeah, as well. Yeah, and there's one for in particular, Mark, and, and I'm blatantly standing by my opinion on Willie Cullum, is that when he got, when Rangers complain, and I know you're on spirit, you, you can actually come in and this, as, that, I think it was about under the Stephen Gerrard. Uh, he never ever got a Rangers game. And it was only this season he's getting these games back. And I'm actually thinking he's afraid to give decisions against Rangers in case he doesn't get, get Rangers games again, Jonas. Yeah, well, like I say, you're going down dangerous territory then because if, if, if teams start putting in complaints about referees, then all of a sudden, 
all it takes is for one bad referee in performance and a manager to come out and say, right, I don't want this referee. Next thing, you've got a, you'll have a list of referees that one referee can't do St. Mun games, the next referee can't a referee Aberdeen. You know and I don't I mean? think, yeah, that's what I'm saying, you're honest. Like, I don't think any club should have the right to say no, we don't want that referee rest yeah. in our game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, that's you know? exactly, that, that's it. If you've got a grievance with them privately, then go to their, go to the head of referees behind the scenes and or write an email as a club, but don't come out and do it publicly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess those are the right channels. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't. No, I mean fucking. I mean Rangers are making statements on Twitter and stuff like yeah, that. Don't, you don't know what I mean? A, they, they turned the whole thing into a circus. I mean, they don't call them referees against Rangers. He subconsciously, that's always going to be hanging over him. You know exactly. What I mean? Exactly. You know, and that's why I think he, he he's a, afraid to give decisions, Mark, in case they do. Another fucking lesson, like, like no team should be able to did take those best in their matches, Mark. Not even Celtic. Do you know what I mean? No, well, you know? well, day Jonas will get into we make we money make his evenings, but we'll get him to turn into a ref, right? <laughs> we'll get him yeah. money make on the referee and passing that. Right. He'll never get a he tell him tell him not to wear his Celtic jersey. Sorry, he'll never get that. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's a slice. Where you from? Um, you know who just support. Do you think that's going on? Who do you support uh, in, in, in the referees, Mark? Did you say something No, but No, but it Mark, should be. That, you know? That, no, Paul, it's not going, but it should be. Yeah, yeah. It's like doing in England, right? Maybe, maybe I'm a wee bit out, right? You have to declare, like, if, you've, if you or your family members got season tickets for any club, uh, if you or any of your families had any kind of professional connections to a club I don't mean working with stewards and stuff like that but if your brother's been a player with a team and, or something like that and I'm sure there's even some in this is the one at Disney if you stay in a certain postcode you can't manage another you can't referee games in certain other postcodes yeah that happened Mark because is that right is that right aye is the I, I postcode where you stay is I don't know it, it could have been a Spurs game or an Arsenal game but we just say Spurs were playing and the referee actually had ties to Arsenal, that was his team he followed and he was actually taken off the Spurs game for that Aye. weekend and, and, and someone else was, was was put in there and said, so that actually does happen down in down in the team I, mean, like, I, don't, right, I don't care who you grew up supporting right, see if you come to the kind of level right, there Jonas right? Jonas, if you ever became a ref right, you're a done well, is there any referee from, from your area Max, sorry for cutting class is there a referee from Dundee, that's on the, the Scottish FA panel. I think there is a couple, but I think they're lower league refs. The, they don't get up to the top level. That's their uh, fair, kept doing to kind of regional levels of that, isn't it? Is that the one problem, so Mark? I'm not giving a chance. Then either, so are they? One you of know? them, the boy Mike Roncone, he's from he's a United fan. And he, he referees in the Championship in League 1 and League 2, but I don't think he does the... He maybe referees lower end Premier League games, but I'm... He's mainly a championship level rest, I think. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. guy, he's, I'm not saying he's getting held back because because he's for Dundee, but there's there's but I'm saying why not have these guys pushed up pushed up? Exactly, Mark. Like it make you think break, like, break, break up this, like, break, break up this kind of as I keep calling it the Lanarkshire Mafia. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. All these referees off for the same kind of area and on the same wee kind of circle the friends and stuff like that. It's stupid. And that, that goes back to like Hugh, Hugh Dallas when Hugh Dallas was a referee. Because years before that there was there was referees for all our Scotland refereed games. 
you know what I mean? And it's just earlier maybe the last, I don't know, 20, 20 years that it's all became this kind of totally closed off wee unit. And there's, there's no, no accountability. They just do what they want and get away with it. There's no, nobody ever that questions them or anything. Nobody's allowed to question them or anything. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on. Jesus Christ, you could talk about, you could do a whole podcast about referees in Scotland. There's so much scandal going on there. Uh, this weekend, uh, Celtic take on Hibs and Dundee United are, are home to, to, to St. Mary. Uh, we just start with ourselves first, Mark. Uh, Hibs coming to think. I think with Hibs at the moment, it's hit and miss. It's it's like what we're saying about Hearts or what we're saying about Aberdeen. It, it's it's what Hibs team torn up, Mark. You know what I mean? And you know I'm not being kind of boys towards Celtic, but I do think Celtic should get get a win here, Mark, next week. Uh, I don't I don't see anybody taking enough Celtic at Celtic Park, Paul. Mhm. Don't be arrogant or that. I think what you know what Ange has done with Celtic, Mark, especially at home. He's he's made, and, and uh, just to get your opinion, to be honest, like Ange has made Celtic, Celtic Park a fortress again, and and it's it it's like we've seen under Lenin, teams weren't afraid to come to Celtic under Neil Lennon, but with Ange and with his style of play, I think teams actually fear now coming to Celtic Park again. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, no, it's one of those places where, like I say, the the occasions are. A lot of teams are probably defeated before they step off the bus. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. a place where many teams go and get anything from. Mm-hmm. Hey, so they're probably the full kind of weeks being all about damage limitation, isn't it? Yeah, they're you know. coaching and they're training towards the game. It's all kind of that's five man defence, and then we'll pack four in there. And into it. so that kind of way, it's juicy. You and sir, they're just turning up trying to keep the score down, really, isn't it? I don't think a lot of teams are planning on going there and trying to be open or expansive. You know, I mean, because you try and play that kind of football, then you'll mm-hmm. then you'll get ripped apart. But then you come in and park the bus and can see the early goal. You can get a tank in as well. So it's just probably one of those ones where Thomas limitation just get out of dodge. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think most, I think most teams have that kind of attitude. Yeah. If we can mm-hmm. get it with, if we can get. If we can get out of Celtic Park with just two or three nothing, we'll be quite happy kind of thing, isn't it? Right. Mm-hmm. There's one player I wanted to get just get your thoughts on before we get to, to Dundee Nice. It was... Toby. No, it was Aaron Moy. I think <laughs> every Celtic fan was... We were questioning that signing, considering how fast Celtic play and with his age and him kind of not playing football over in China... And we really don't him, but he's come a big part of of, of Ange's plans of Celtic now, and he, he just seems to, a player now that you can't let out of the team, Aaron Moy. No, he, he, he looks a he looks a really good player, and he's coming, and he's done the right. Uh, you know, he, like he seems to suit the way that they play. He's an intelligent player, good on the ball, and stuff like that. So yeah, it's turned into a really a good sign. And if you uh, there was a few eyebrows raised, probably even with Celtic fans about him going there, but then. Like you say, and looking back on it now, he's turned into a really good, a good signing. Mm-hmm. I was one of them. 
I was one of them that doubted it. Jonas, you want to ask, I know you spoke about earlier, but why give you that you, you def a wee answer on that? What do you think of the appointment? A good one? Um, aye, like you said earlier, yeah, I think it's a good appointment. And I think it's it's, an, it's a steady hand and it's someone that will get the respect of the dressing room, which is what we're needing. And like, we've already looked more sound defensively. And he's kind of just stepped it back to basics, concentrating on getting more balls in the box. He stopped us playing out from the back, and it's it's all about being hard to beat. So, like I say, it's as good an appointment as any, considering who was available in the circumstances to give it a, a go of trying to stay up like this. Just to be honest as well, like, we were speaking earlier about, about, about Joe Hart and Celtic looking at a keeper, and it, it's a position where if you get it wrong, It'll cost you. We saw that with with, with Barkas, Mark, and but you really haven't kind of replaced Seagrass. No, I think it's, it's been Eddie seems to be. Better get he's an absolute disaster. He's been yeah, disaster. he doesn't seem like a comfortable goalkeeper to me. You no, know? he had even Wednesday night there. There was a scuffed shot for a Livingston player straight at him. He somehow fumbled it onto the inside of the post, and he got lucky it came back to him. But he just looks. He looks a bomb scare. You're not actually confident he's going to make any saves, eh? So, no, like, I was talking about it during the week there to a couple of boys who said, normally, with Benji last season, he probably saved, he probably won us 10 to 12 points. I reckon that bit, but I get he's had the opposite in effect that he's probably cost me between 10 to 12 points. Mm-hmm. So it just goes to show how important the goalkeeping position is. Because mm-hmm. I remember, like, I think it was two seasons ago, Honest, you had Seagrass and Carson. Yep. You know what I mean? Two steady goalkeepers who you'd be comfortable with one or the other coming in. Do you know what I mean? And I know to go into the position where you are now, and 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 I'm always dis disbelieve as well. Like in playing golf for years, like that. If your defense isn't comfortable with you at the back, you behind them. It it just breeds into that defense as well. Like you know. Correct, yeah, the defence looks shaky because they don't trust the goalkeeper, whereas the, the centre-halves the car past couple of years have trusted the goalkeeper. And like I say, letting Trevor Carson go was a mistake as well because he's now doing well at St Myrne. Yeah, exactly. I'd, yeah. Have, I'd have him over who we for any day of the week. You know, really is, Mark, into like, they, they, Dundee Knights have had two, goal, two decent goalkeepers on their hands. And Aye, now they've seen the slipped away a bit. Yeah, it it seems. I think that was one that I mentioned earlier, like Mark with, with John United. The problem was with them is that they're leaking goals, and they're not scoring goals, and that 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 was a problem. And I, but but well shown is for you disappointed. You didn't get well shown one. I would have took him. Yes, exactly. But I think it was something to do with the fact that Fox turned around and said, "Oh, well, he wouldn't have been guaranteed game time." But. He would have been playing ahead of Edwards for me because he's yeah, an absolute yeah. shocker of a season this year. So, um, yeah, that was another one that sort of slipped away. But like I say, we've, we've given ourselves a chance with the appointment, a good one and that. So hopefully we can, like I say, get enough points from the last 10 games to, to stay up. Uh, I'd, be, I'd, I'd be really, really surprised if you get relegated, to be honest. But yeah, what that's... would it do for financially honest? If it did happen, and God forbid, it it doesn't like. But as the club as a whole, like, are you financially secure to? No, but no. The owners that? came. The owners came out and said that if they did get relegated, then it's, it wouldn't be an absolute. It wouldn't be an absolute disaster. But obviously, you would. 
have to strip your wage bill back. You you would have to get rid of all your high earners. You'd have to. You would. You obviously wouldn't be able to get the same quality of player in the championship. I mean, if we did go down, we'd probably be the biggest club in the league. So we should have a budget big enough to come straight back up mm-hmm. if the worst mm-hmm. did happen. Like but, it won't be the same as a couple of years back. You honestly, it took you about two, three years no, to get I, back up. Like it took us four seasons. No, I think we would give it a pretty good go at going back up first time if that was to happen. But obviously, it's a situation that we're hoping to avoid. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Nah, just with, with this, uh, see with a 30 point I mean it's not just for sitting with three games to go Jonas and you're looking for three points to break that gap I'd, I'd, see if I was you I'd be quite confident you're going to be alright yeah. I really would you yeah, know what no, the, the, the thing is Jonas like, sorry to cut across like, with Fox you, uh, you aren't taking points off the teams in and around you like losing that game three one to Ross County was a big big blow and that seems to be the problem. You haven't been taking points off the teams around you. And I thought, I think Goodwin can come in and do that, take the points off the teams around you. Yeah, that's what we need to be doing, exactly. We need to be more competitive against the teams around about us. So we need to be making sure that, like you say... But just said, I know, you honest, they've, they've still got to play like Celtic Rangers in that before the break, you haven't they? Yeah, exactly. Other than that, it's nine winnable games, you know what aye, I mean? Aye, mm-hmm. a lot of scope here to pick up points for these, aye. Correct. Mm-hmm. And, and, but like, around the club itself, you're honest, like, like the, the, the fans, like, the, like, we know you're quite happy with this appointment, like, but what about all the fans? Are they happy with this appointment? I think everybody's on, everybody's on board. There's been enough signs from the last two games that, um, that, like, you know, that there's positive Improvement. Like the Aberdeen yeah. game, Anway Jonas was always going to be a tough game for Goodwin to go into anyway. Do you mean being just only sacked from a couple, about two weeks beforehand? Aberdeen were always going to try to prove a point that Goodwin wasn't the right man for that job. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah, that was always going to be a tough game for him to go into. We played well as well, and then the shot was still in the foot with Edwards was probably at fault for two, maybe even three of the goals. But like you say, defensive sort of errors cost us, but the signs were there that there was improvement and then like I say going away on Wednesday night and getting a point a really difficult place to go coming from behind that sort of mental monkey off the back as well with them and not having a game as well to be honest this weekend and having that kind of good good week and a half on the training pitch with Goodwin as well is going to be a big benefit uh, next week yeah that's what I said after the game on Wednesday night I was like he's now got 10 days to get more of his ideas across and work with the work with the squad, so that'll be that'll help as well come the weekend, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Like it is, Mark. Like if you if you think of it, like it's it's tough for a manager coming into a club down the bottom when the games are coming taken fast, and you you kind of less and less time on the chain of pitch to implement your. Football and style right. of football that well, you want to play when and these she, players aren't your players. Do you know what I mean? You haven't signed these players. Do you know what I mean? Or, you know. But uh, Paul, I think see a team like Dundee United. I think it's more a bit like a manager coming in and telling the players, like motivating them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, because get through the Dundee United squad and they've got some good players. Do you know what I mean? And it's sort of, that kind of it's up to the manager to come in and get the best out of the players they've got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, when you look at Dundee United in paper, do you know what I mean? I've said it to you, Mac, numerous times on the podcast. That so now you need to get a manager and it's going yeah. to tell these players, look, this is just, I keep, I've said it all the time, Paul, even back to Celtic players, comes into professional pride and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? You need a manager that's going to come in and give them a rock up their arse and tell them, look, this is, this is Dundee United. We, we, we shouldn't be at the bottom of the table. And you you're embarrassing yourself being at the fucking foot of the table. It's up to us in the next ten games to make sure that we're not at it when it's the business end of the season. Because mm-hmm. you're just empty jerseys. Do you know what I mean? It's up to the, the manager at clubs like that. Paul, that's where it comes down to for me. It's up to kind of motivating them to reach out and fucking dare get dig in and get the job done. We don't just yeah. accept accept or. Or they're all we're going to Ibrox, but oh, we're not going to win, so we'll no bother trying trying a leg shape like that. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. No, it's it's it's, it's it'll be a, a long ten games. You honest, I think for as as Mark was saying there, like I I agree I agree, Mark. Like I I hope you don't go down. You know, I always knowing yourself, I've always kept an eye on and Dundee. Nice, you know what I mean, but. Like what happened, Jonas? Like what, what happened with yourself in court? Was was a court himself that wanted to leave, or yeah, I think it was something to do with that. And then, like I say, it's just been a bit of a disaster since then. Yeah, but, because they, they, they were making kind of progression under him. Like weren't they? Like he was playing good football. He was attacking teams. Like you know what I mean? You go back, Mark. There, like they gave Celtic a good right goal. Do you know what I mean? You know, when, when we only beat them 2 1 on the court, you know, they, they about one of the few teams who would come to Celtic Park and Celtic a goal, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, no, I like to say there's been a lot of mistakes, a lot of water under the bridge, but it's, now it's just time to get the heads together and it's a clean slate for all the players as well. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's just the case of now what's happened in the past has happened. You can't change the past, but what you can change is what's in front of you. So just go out and try and affect what you can do. And don't, and then I've, Get too bogged down on worrying about what other teams are doing. Just make sure you exactly just concentrate on your job. Unlike Michael Beale, that seems to no hope wants to say everything Celtic when he does an interview. (laughs) What do you think? I'm Jonas Beale. That's just, but that's just him pandering to race scumbags. Aye, aye. I've said that to Mikey. It's just, it's as if somebody's feeding them lines into it. Like you need to bring. When he was in charge of Rangers, used to call us Dundee. Never once had the. Dignity to call us Dundee United. He's, all he's doing is trying to fucking. He's just been the puppet for. He's just it's just a performing clown trying to fucking act at the circus, is he? You know what I mean? To try and keep their clowns happy. So that's all that is. It's just bitterness and ignorance. Have a wee bit of have a wee bit of decorum about yourself. And show a wee bit of show a wee bit of respect. That's why you said Mark they never took the Van Bronckhorst because he said it as it is. He was a nice enough guy. He you wouldn't have catch, catch Ange Turner around and being like, oh, that other mob or them nah. or, you know what I mean? Because he, he, he's not he's no as ignorant as that, you know what I mean? Well, my problem is, you honest, with, with that, like, they're only putting pressure on themselves. Yeah, when you're you spouting I mean? that kind of nonsense, you've got to back it up by, by winning games, eh? If you're spouting that, tra- that garbage and then throwing in these sort of performances then oh, I'd love it you know, honestly like he took points off them on the third like you know because oh, so would I yeah because it was always a 
you'd always expect like they always did mark they always took points off off rangers do you know what i mean i just hope it gets back to that i know goodwin you know what uh, i mean he, he, he he'd be up for that as well do you know what i mean you know yeah no exactly so we'll we'll see how we get on but like i say said Murn on saturday focus on that try and get the points on the board and then then go to rangers with a wee bit of confidence if you can get a win Exactly. When is the split? Is it three games? I think then it's the international break, Jonas. I think is it, and then yeah, it no, after that. No, there's still. I think there's maybe well, there's five. There's ten games left, so it's another five games till the split. Aye. Mhm. Man, there's eventually an international break. That's uh, the twenty, the end of the month, the twenty fourth and the twenty eighth. <sighs> International Breakout Nations League, Mark. Yeah, it's coming off. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the qualifiers for the, the Euros. Scotland have got a double header against Cyprus and Spain at home. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> I literally can't wait for that. Eh? Well, that young... Uh, you see there the other day, Mark, Mickey, Mickey Johnson's after putting his alliance to, to Ireland. I know. It amazed me the fucking... Well, he stole him because fucking... No, it amazed me the... Uh, what was the film? Ugh. What's his name again? Jim Royal, does it? Dave... Uh, England... Mike Bassett. Mike, Mike Bassett. Bassett. Aye, aye. Here's the England B team coming. What the fuck yeah. is he doing with Irish accent? <laughs> you know, right. I, I just hope he doesn't think he's fucking playing in Crow Park and booting the ball <laughs> off the fucking bar. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, and um, Agnes Gunn, Jonas, is off to... Sean Hibbley, that's Brian Gunn's son, is it? Or yeah, it is. Yeah, aye. You know, like who is like who is the keeper? Well, Craig Gordon's injured. Craig Gordon's injured. He's injured, so the only realistic ones there at the moment. So Jonas is McLaughlin, Xander Clark, and Agnes Gunn. Really, is this? Agnes, yeah, Agnes, Agnes Gunn. Well, what is his name? <laughs> I guess gun. But that is his name. What is his name? Angus. Angus. Fuck, Angus. No, no, Agnes is a woman's name. And what you call him? <laughs> Angus. Ah, sure. Jesus Christ, man. There's no difference there. It probably sounds like I said it properly on the podcast over the TV, probably won't know. <laughs> you only see me on these dating apps. Don't go for an Angus. Go for the Agnes, mate. Aye. You'd be hard pushed to find someone called Agnes these days, anyway. <laughs> Some big hairy ass tutor with a kilt on up and that. I don't, I don't really. Aye, exactly. Aye. <laughs> you know, but Craig Gordon's going to be up for a good while because he's on his way back. I actually, I actually think uh, Xander Clark is a is a better goalkeeper than. Than Craig Gordon. Yeah, he's younger as well. He'll probably be the number one going forward. Like he'll probably be the he'll be probably to be the future Scotland number one. Just because what is he twenty seven, twenty eight or something. So, but like you say, the Mikey Johnson thing doesn't fuss me because he wasn't good enough for Scotland. He's never going to get a game for Scotland anyway, is he? So. Yeah, he do he do then for Ireland. Like Jesus Christ, like. <laughs> You know, was if we're not fucking bad enough putting the ball over the bar, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, that'll be, that'll be, actually, first time you get a cap for Ireland, there'll be all these Celtic fans with Ireland taps on with Johnson, Johnson 7 on the back and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, Jesus <laughs> Christ. We should, we should never have shelled him. 
But he's talking about Johnson, Jonas, what do you think about AJ? Alistair Johnson, the right back. He's coming in and done well, he's adapted well, is he? He's looked good since he's came in. Mm-hmm. It's as if he's been playing there for years, isn't it? Ah, he's just settled there, he's just took to it like a duck to water, is he? Definitely. Uh, he, uh, he brings us, Mark, and we said it like, he's not the biggest lad, like, but he brings... A toughness to, uh, to make it, make was, Mikey was telling me he used to play uh, ice hockey. Ice, ho- aye, ice hockey, aye. Uh, Mikey was I mean, telling yeah. me that. Mikey was telling me that yesterday, and actually, yeah, like it was, he was semi-professional at ice hockey, and then it was a choice between ice hockey or going to football. And it's a strange one, Jonas, well, for for someone well, of in Canada to choose football. It did rather than the national sport being over, over there being ice hockey. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, maybe his dad, David Moyes, tell him go for football. Have you seen it, Jonas? Aye. The David Moyes picture with Johnson? <coughs> yeah, have I. It's <laughs> 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 an image, eh? Aye, a young David Moyes. He looks Gee. like a young David Moyes, eh? But, oh, what, what a player, he really is. I mean, I said if, if Juranovic came in and looked good, but he never, he never kicked tone. I think Juranovic was only using us as a stem stone for the minute he got in the door. Well, Mark, honest. I actually heard uh, actually a, a story about him today, or uh, Farnica's nephew. Uh, cause remember, I was getting all the information off him Aye. when he was signing from Lega. He was actually saying that there was a clause in his contract with Celtic that if a team came in for him, he could leave when he wanted to. And he had the same clause in his like a water contract that well, if a team came in that suited him the, the, the structure of a contract like that then does suggest that it was just a stepping stone because Aye. you wouldn't have a clause like that built into your contract if you were planning on staying with your team long term yeah yeah like can make you think Mark with all this kind of things that were going on with, 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 with Dominic McCoy at the time like with, with these contracts you know what I mean well that was the kind of, aye, that came out, maybe that was part of the problem you know what, I, I mean, I'll tell you this. I mean, what did, what did we make? What, we get Alistair Johnson about £5 million basically on Juranovic. And we had to get uh, like a one, one million mark, I think. We, I think we get the better deal out of that, to be yeah. honest. You know what I mean? You know? Because he was already sorted anyway, Mark, even before that World Cup, I think. You know what I mean? You know? Uh, and Juranovic, you can they trained another right back and I knew I was getting pushed out the door and that. that's a lot of garbage his agent's been hawking him about Europe for, for the, after his first six months mm-hmm. waiting for as I said for his next step so, I mean you know, don't get us wrong we'll sell Al- Alistair Johnson we'll sell him in a couple of years do you know what mm-hmm. I mean and, uh, he's no, he's come in and um, he's one of the best uh, even in the the last few months, he's proven he's, he's possibly one of the best fullbacks I've seen at Celtic in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. He really is. I mean, I'd put, I'd put him in the kind of Lustig League already and he's only been there a few months. I think, Mark, what's the best about this Celtic team is is, is the squad, Jonas. I think it's it's the squad in depth. Like, I mean, like you see there with the Celtic team, you're, you're after being your, your left backs are after being terrorised by Yasa and Abada, and then you see the likes of Maida or Haksabanovic or do you know what I mean coming on in the 65 minutes like you know what I mean it's it, it, it's the strength and depth I think is is the, the key to this Celtic team you know yeah correct you know and is 
I don't know, like, I, I, I don't hear nothing. Is the, is the resolve league still going, going on in Scotland, or is that gone out or what? I don't see any reports about it, Jonas. Is there still a resolve league there going on or what? No, there's not a... No, there is, there's like the reserve cup and stuff like that in the reserve. Yeah, there is a reserve league, but it's not the same res- structure as it used to be. Yeah, they, they, yeah. The game, the match days are more staggered. I think you only play one or two a month. It's not like back in the day when you used to have the reserve game. The reserve league would, used to run alongside the... I think the reserve league needs to be brought back because it's better for the younger players. It gets them playing against men as well rather than playing Aye. reserve football or going on, you know what I mean? Or playing against academy teams. And that's, stuff B- like. Aye, that's B-league nonsense and stuff like that, Jonas. Aye, so... I've said, I'm sure there is a reserve league and it the, maybe even get started up at the beginning of the season, but Celtic and Rangers are tied into this B-league nonsense. Yeah, there is a reserve league, but like I say... The game days are quite staggered. They don't play very often, like you know. What I mean, it's not a league that it's not like a, a league that plays on a weekly basis. Aye, it's definitely mm. something. I've said that all along, Paul. To you, that's something that needs to be brought back. It's one of the biggest. There's got to be that kind of aye, because there's got to be that kind of area. I don't know, if you want. Do you know what I mean? Where is your work between the being a youth player and a first team player? That's that bit, the reserve team player. Do you know what I mean? And players mm-hmm. that are maybe out for a time with injury, a f- like older, a few older age players, they're allowed to play to get yourself back up to fitness and stuff like that. One well, even like, but even for the, for, for the Scottish national team, Jonas, do you know what I mean? Bringing up these young players, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's just affecting the progress of you players in Scotland. And no wonder you players are leaving Scotland, no, it's a far better. It's a far better idea. It's a far better, um, like compared to football and stuff like that. It's far more beneficial, and like I say, they need to reintroduce it. Mm-hmm. Uh, on, a million percent. Honestly, I totally agree with that. You know,
new players a chance. Do you know what I mean? He kind of sticks to his tried and trusted all the time, doesn't he? Doesn't seem to he's be. Not a degree of success, so I can see why he's. Yeah, true. He stuck to it, but like you say, he still needs to be adaptable in the sense that, like, if there is young players coming through, or you need but to But even like there, do you remember John? Uh, where was it, Mark? Yeah, it was John the international breaks there. During the World Cup, you honest, there when the World Cup was going on, and Celtic refused to to let uh, players go because it wasn't an official international team. I recognised He called up the same players that he did during during the year, like, but that was an opportunity for him to call up new players and see what new players could do. Do you know what I mean? In these games, but he 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 just didn't like. You know what I mean? You know? Yeah, you could have used that, isn't it? You could have used it as an exercise to bring in different players to have a look at different options for for who was available and guys that had got a lot of minutes in that. That's what I would have done. But I, I bet you a free pass, isn't it? If we get beat, we get beat. I bet I couldn't pick this, these players or that players in such and such. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I don't, I mean, I'm, I've, I'm not a big Scotland fan. I'm not a big fan of international football at all. It kind of bores the arse off me. But Scotland does just the same thing. They're just... There's not any kind of forward planning. No, it's the same here, Mark, man. It's the same here. Aye, but, but see the thing about it, Paul, Ireland had a few kind of golden generations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you don't know what I mean when you're talking about like your Roy Keane, Robbie Keane, Damien Duff. Do you know what I mean? All they kind of guys. And they've done yeah. it. They, I mean, they've done a bit of a turn. You can even go back to like the olden days with like Ray Houghton and my grand people like that. And Scotland just don't even seem to be able to get that kind is of that, is, group is, is together. Is, I don't. But is that is 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 that over the problem, Mark? What we're just speaking about that the the lack of the lack of attention to the youth leagues here in Ireland and in Scotland is stopping from this generation happening again because the players aren't progressing. Do you know what I mean? If they don't have a resolve league, if you don't have proper pathways to clubs. Aye, it's going just it's just going to affect like like a, a league of Ireland. To be honest, but, like won't get international team unless he goes abroad. You get me? And the minute he goes abroad, he's called up to the Irish team, which is ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? You know? Yeah, exactly. And like you say, there doesn't need to be a change of structure, and there needs to be steps taken because, like I say, it'll be beneficial for the country in the long term. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Mark, I can guarantee you, and, and you're honest, like, there, there's players there in in the League of Ireland team that would would, would bleed for the Irish jersey, do you know what I mean? And they, they just wouldn't get that chance. And it'd be the same as Scotland, but you're just never going to get that chance unless either you move to a bigger club or if, if you're playing regular first-team football and you're just not getting the chance. It's a shame, like, you know what I mean? It really is. Like, it I team. mean, but... I mean, right, see, one of, what, one of the kind of examples for me, right, as I said, I don't, I don't pay much attention to the Scotland team. Right, that, see that McTominay? Mm-hmm. Right, he, is, he is fucking ganting. He's shocking. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of bummed up with the Scotland team. Is like, the, the because kind of, he's playing with Manchester United. Aye, uh, but aye, that's what I mean. I mean, he's, honestly, he's a garbage, absolute garbage. And yet he's one of the kind of names that you're saying, Paul. He used to always pop up as he's the kind of guy who's going to kind of save the Scotland team and stuff like that. And you're like, just, just, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Because the Scotland team, it's probably the same as like, maybe even Celtic, uh, Jonas. Scotland probably need a right good striker. Mm. 
Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like a top top notch striker, somebody that's going to score you a goal when you're you're hoarding on a, at nothing each against fucking England. get a run? He's never kind of been in and around the Scotland team, you honest. Has he, Shakran? Do you know what I mean? But he, yeah, get... he got a couple of caps when he played for us and he scored in a qualifier and that, but mm-hmm. like you say. He seems to be always Lloyd and Dykes or, or, or the, Adams, isn't it, for Southampton, do you know what I mean? He, he, he's probably about as, as an out-and-out out goal scorer as you're probably going to get. Yeah. Scott's yeah. just now that scoring goal, so... Exactly. But, but he's, it's just his lack of pace that sort of kills him a wee bit at international level. And for a team like Scotland, everybody has to sort of graft. You can't really afford to carry someone mm-hmm. that hasn't mm-hmm. performed. Because he's, we don't have, we we don't dominate that many games, and obviously we're our favourites against some countries, but we're not like a Spain or a, or a Poland or something like that that could like wave Lewandowski up front because he's a world class player, and other people could carry his card for him. We need everybody sort of digging well, in. So a lot of the, a lot of a lot of the the Polish fans are saying now, like, are they actually better off without Lewandowski now because he's actually so slow? Do you know what I mean? Ah, he knew Paul, but fucking hell, man, he's carried the full country for fucking 20 years. Do you know what I mean? But that's what I'm saying. And I was saying to them, like, at least you have a player who's, he might be playing well, Marco, he might be involved in the game, who can do that little bit of magic. Do you get me? Yeah, exactly. He doesn't need to be quick because he can still get you a goal from out of nowhere, could he? Oh, oh, nothing. Like, and I go, lads. I can see that next season. Can see that Tanner Dice next season, Kyle Lafferty and Lewandowski running out for Dundee United. <laughs> Get me your new captain, Ryan Jack. He, he went to. Is he gone to Linfield? Is this in, in no, Lewandowski? Yeah. Lewandowski? No. That suits that club suits him down to the. Down to the ground, didn't don't there? There's never been a transfer that's been more matched, is there? <laughs> yeah, aye. But what did you say to me, Mark? Himself and Lee Griffiths, then, are, are, are best of buddies or something, is it? They're, well, they're kind of brother-in-laws. Aye, they're, bro- yeah. they're women or sisters. They're girlfriends or sisters. Do you know what I mean? Like, total ups. It's like that. What was that? Aye, well, Peter Griffiths is on Australia again, isn't he? He bolted her there again the other week. Did he? Lee Griffiths, aye, he moved out to Australia, aye. I think he scored the other day in a cup final, maybe. Such a waste of talent, you honest, isn't he? Lee Griffiths, isn't he? Yeah, he's just you had know? too many issues behind the scenes, did he? Yeah, you know, we all know that, but he, he could be a top, top striker. See Lee so, Griffiths, see Lee Griffiths that in his prime. Lee Griffiths would have scored more goals than Kyogo this season. I would think so, Mark, yeah. Okay, honestly. So, yeah, yeah. You know. Kyogo, I know I, I do keep saying oh, he misses too many starters, he has scored some amount of goals, but see uh, that kind of, what was it, he scored 46 goals in a season, see that level of Lee Griffiths, he'd have, him or Gary Hooper or, or that, he'd have been challenging Larson's record for the goal scoring record this year, without a doubt, in that Celtic team. Definitely. There was an interesting question actually, Mark, that we, we, we call it after this, was who... What striker force was better? Was it Hartson, Sutton, or Larson, or the ones we have now between Meida, Yasa, Kyogo, and Abada and Haksibanovic? What what was better? Oh, last, the last, Larson, Larson, Sutton, and Hartson, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Aye, without a doubt. 
you know. I just, I don't think... Is that you just don't think that I'm old enough to mind that? I think, you know, <laughs> the way Scottish football's gone now, Mark, like, uh, uh, the days gone of, of, of that yeah, of signing that caliber of player, bringing in this, this big marquee signings, are they gone, do you think? I wouldn't say that, no. You know? The defence would change into class is a, a marquee signing. But, uh, yeah, but that, I, I, that's what I said to you before, Mark. It was like, but we did sign marquee signings in the likes of Japan. We picked up the next... Aye, aye, talents, a lot, do you know aye. Do you know? Like, I think, the, the days of marquee signings are gone. Like, they don't have to be a big name to be a marquee signing anymore, Not do they? No, not at all. Give me two minutes and it's Paul Wright, bud. Just you and Jonas Blair and I've got to mute mm-hmm. my mic. Mm-hmm. No, that's, yeah. no, that's it, mate. Um, like, you don't need to be a a marquee... Uh, you know what I mean? You don't have to be a big name to be a marquee signing because you can be an up-and-coming talent or you can go on to be a marquee signing once once you get your step up on the sort of career ladder kind of thing, so... Mm-hmm. No, it's not as cut and dried as it used to be, I don't think. Going on to you on the server while Max and Vic, like, if he did, hopefully he stay up and get out of this, like, would you before a striker like Kyogo or the big bulky one, the two that you have now between Walsh and, and Fletcher, would you like one who plays on the edge, plays on the shoulder? Yeah. yeah. Would you get to play more football than, than having a striker than that, than... Pumping yeah. the ball into the box, would you say? Do you know? Yeah, no, definitely. Like you, it's good to have a, a different, a, a couple of different types of player. And mm-hmm. Like having a target man is good in some games, and then having someone that's nippy, like a Kyogo type, is good in other scenarios. So, you, know, like, you want I balance. Say, you want, you I, want a I, couple of each. I say, you want to say, for defender, like I say, it must be a, a nightmare to play against a striker like Kyogo who. Who's looking to get the space and he knows he has the upper hand and you in speed. Do you know what I mean? It, it must be a nightmare for a defender, I said, to play against a striker like that. Yeah, cause definitely, because they're always on the move, yeah. You know, really would, because like, I think that's been. Maybe. Hey, sorry, that's me back. Sorry, I'm just getting your dust up to bed there, but. It, it's been. It's been kind of. Well, no, I'm just asking, you honest, Mark, like. Like, what kind of striker would he be for? Like, you know what I mean? Would he be for the Fletcher type striker that, you know what I mean? If, of course, you kind of want to have a bit of both, like, but would he be in favour of a kind of a Kyogo striker, Mark, who you, you know you can play that passing and maybe play fast football next season on the Goodwin, who, who would play that kind of football next season, do you know what I mean? Because he does play attractive football if he, if he gets it right, you know? And that's one thing I actually like about Goodwin, Jonas, is that he's not afraid to play football. No, know? exactly. But he's kind of, he's kind of just got to work with what you, the tools yeah, you've got exactly. this season. But next yeah. year, when he puts his own stamp on it, then I think we'll all see a different, we'll see another type of player as well. A but bit what, more what you, I know it's next season, Jonas, but what else do you think you need? Kyle Lafferty. You know? <laughs> Kyle Lafferty and Ryan Jack, I'll transform them. Aye. And Morales, huh? Morales, huh? It's a pre-contract I hold with you. There you go, Jonas. Morales, Ryan Jack and Kyle Lafferty. That's even worse, does it? Is there a nice chipper down there for for him, is there? (laughs) I thought that that story about him signing for Sevilla, I don't even know if that's true. 
Seemingly it is, yeah. But yeah. So it seems to just be kind of some daft, like, low-level daily star kind of paper in Spain that said that Jonas and nobody else has said that, said that it's real. No, I bet, but, like... but you, I'd be surprised if somebody like that was in for him, would you know? Well, we were speaking about that yesterday, and I'd be shocked as well, because, it, like I say, he's no fit or anything, is he? So no. No, unless they're taking a punt on him that, that they're gonna get, he's gonna get his finger out his hole like eh, but I don't know. What, to be honest, with you. um, like to say, but it's clear that you'll not be at Rangers anymore. That's uh, that's for sure. Yeah, there there would be trouble at the end of the season. Like you know, with all these, I say, man, I don't know, Paul. I don't think they're in big trouble because they're they can shave they're shaving a hell of a lot after wage bill. I'd be you very surprised, Mark, if they didn't keep McGregor for another year. Oh, well, I, might, I wouldn't be surprised with that. But see, with Morelis leaving, eh, Ryan Jack going to United, Ryan Kent going away, things like that's saving a hell of a lot after the kind of wage bill. But what and would they be on, Mark, roughly? Like, would they, right, like, that Morelis is meant to be one of the top five players in Scotland. He's meant to be actually one more than Callum McGregor. Wow, Jesus Christ. Just a big, I mean, Jonas. You make mind for Jonas when he first came in. He was getting a new contract every fucking six months, wouldn't he? Aye, you always aye. Do you know what I mean? Say, aye, so I've, I've read, I don't know for certain, but I've read a few times that he's one of the top paid players in Scotland and he's owned more than Callum McGregor. They never learned from previous mistakes. Do you know what I mean? You know, like no, how can a club be ten years old and be in 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 severe death? Do you know what I mean? Do you know? Yeah, they've just know? not um, they've just not learned their lessons. It's just overspent. You know, it really is like like they they put a lot of just trying to keep up with Celtic. That's all. That's all they've. That's all they've got to kind of have. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It doesn't matter how they do it. I mean, how many shares they share a shoe share confetti they caught on Twitter well, or stuff like that, that kind of thing. I, I mean, that. don't get us wrong, Dundee United, you want to use it for a few financial difficulties the other year. But you sorted it out, like, legit. Do you know what I mean? Like, Hearts done, like other teams have done. Mm. you know what I mean? And they've just, they've, they've not changed any kind of attitude. Do you know what no, I mean? Like, Back in the day... This year, Mark is going to stop though because aye, they can't do that. Aye, yeah. that doesn't work now. They want to get into Europe. I said that's not going to to work. Like you know what I mean? No. You know, you know, it's they're really, they're really, really clamping down on us. UEFA on, on the financial place since after COVID. Like you know, what I mean? they're really clamping down on us. Yeah, that's as well, Jonas, and again, they disrespect the Dundee United or any other team. But I, I kind of, I. Keep saying Celtic should be treating Scottish football and acting at level as like your PSGs, your Bayern Munich. Do you know what I mean? Like just accepting that we're part of a league that we can't. Then the rest of them can keep up. So we need to try and move ourselves on to the next level. And just if they can try and keep up with, well, that's up to them. Do you know what I mean? Celtic need to try and kick on, as we said earlier, but like on a kind of European level. Yeah, more focused on getting into that kind of the European depth of thing and getting that kind of income, but making sure no matter what, nine times out of ten we're the top dogs in Scotland kind of thing. Yeah, well, I was saying at the at, at the start of the podcast, there you on is like 
can someone break up the top two at the moment in the SBN? You know, or Hart on the right way of that? Or can you see Aberdeen do it, Hibs do it, Dundee United do it? Right. You know? They're difficult, like, to, to consistently, like, you can get, you can take points off teams who be on one-off games, but it's hard mm-hmm. to sustain, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think maybe one of them could date Paul Selig, but Jonas was saying earlier that we're in a massive kind of total rebuild come this summer. Mm-hmm. I think this is kind of maybe an opportunity for a team like Aberdeen or Hearts to kind of really push for second place. Or even get a decent run back. Even to I, like, I mean, but expecting, I mean, let's face it, we, what's going on and we know their finances and their the amount of players, right? But expecting me to a wee bit of turmoil next season. Are you, mm-hmm. you know, we accept that, Jonas? Yeah. This could be a good chance for a team like Aberdeen Hearts, and hopefully Dundee United to actually push them and see, see what happens when they oh, get even, pushed up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe Hearts, Aberdeen, and Dundee United trying to get into a group stage of the Europa League or a group stage of the Conference League to get that extra income, Jonas. To, to have that extra bit of money to spend to to get to, to progress, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You know? But no, that needs to be the target. You know, because it seems to be kind of when you've got kind of Paul, when you've got kind of foot in the throat of your enemy, you should maybe put a wee bit of pressure on it. Do you know what I mean, Jonas? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. They're a wee bit shaky. It could get either way next season. I'm not saying Aberdeen or Hearts or Jews go out and spend millions banking up on yourself chasing second place, but maybe have a wee pop What we knew said uh, a couple of weeks back, Mark, we said like when when Rangers were down in the, the, the lower leagues, like it, it, it was it was a chance for these teams to bridge that gap when they weren't there, do you know, but they didn't. Do you know what I mean? Like right, Rangers came Paul, back in the league. But it was a chance for Celtic to build a budget Rangers should never have been able to get out. Yeah. If we mm. get champions. I mean, honestly, imagine we get even five Champions Leagues out the nine league titles. Imagine we'd even get five Champions Leagues with money in that. Yeah, I think it's 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 not yeah, just it's the Celtic, Mark. Like, or, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, Jonas, you've obviously heard this fucking five-point five agreement thing and all that. Right, and do you think that it was more than more than Celtic Rangers are involved in it to kind of keep the status quo of money coming in. I know that's going into kind of tinfoil hat stuff, but do you get what I mean? Is there, is there something that just in Scottish football that it needs to be, we need to try and keep something kind of level to keep interest? Aye, probably, yeah. They were too quick to just shove what was signed under their noses, I think, without really looking at it in detail, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, do you, do you think Dundee United would have been treated the same? No, probably not. No, no, aye, it really is, and that's that's one of the things. With it. I mean, I can make Adrianians, Airdrie, when they were called Adrianians, they went bust, and there was a bash shenanigans when Clyde took her, blah blah, and stuff like that. But yeah, the the previous example was Gretna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even going back years, I thought just before me, third Lanark, these teams right. won won stuff and done stuff, and now they don't exist. Because it was unsustainable, just threw money at it, but there was no structure or plan in place for any long for any sort of longevity. It was unsustainable, was it? Just reckless spending. I but it was, I'm, I'm talking about 
like, well, Gretna, I mean, even there is a version of Gretna now, but they don't take any David Old history and stuff like that. That's what I mean. Aye, but that's what I mean. Aye, aye, the guy, the guy was pumping his own money into them and then he ended up dying. But fair play, I mean, I mean, he lived the dream. But yeah. it, they don't, Gretna's name don't exist now. But now we still keep, kind of keep on this kind of thing with Rangers and that. And it's, as it's just, as a Scottish fan, just, is that really your issue? You're looking at it for side, but is that all we've got, kind of got to offer the world? That's what I, but, do you get what I mean? I think the reason that, that what happened with Rangers happened was because people were scared to, like, put their foot on down on them because they thought they go out of existence permanently then. It'll be like like you say, Scottish football or soccer, so it's more like a Yeah, it could be the end of Scottish football kind of a team like wouldn't it? That's what it, it, it kinda of looked like back, didn't this? Yeah. Aye, but it was there was dodgy deals and blackmail and threats and everything behind the scene. And but the thing about it was even if even if Rangers accept it, but like we can just say, oh, they're a new club, they're a new whatever. <coughs> I, mean, I don't think it would make much difference. No. Mm-hmm. It's even though, it's even, it's even if Rangers had, they, the way they get into the league is always a bit dodgy as well, blah, 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 they get put into this league. But see if they just came up through the league as like the new Rangers or whatever, and just came up, they, it's even they won the league the other year, they won the cup. But I've, I've, would it make any difference, right? Fair dues with all this 55 nonsense and that, but even at that, it's just, they could have made it more honest and truthful and just let them be. Do you get what I mean by that, Jonas? Yeah, exactly. No, I totally agree with you, I guess. There was no need to, there was no, everybody should have known what happened. Everybody knows what happened. Yeah, There's no getting away from it. Jesus uh-huh. Christ, Mark, it go into meltdown by when we live and that's 55. Going to meltdown. You know, but even at that, but just let them come back up, even as the new Rangers, and just accept that and everything. Would have, but it's just all, and that's when. See, honestly, I think that's when Scottish footballers went absolutely a bit toxic. Well, that's actually Mark. What, what like what you're going there? Like a couple of years back, Cox City went went bust, and it was at the time when the the fans group got together, and Cox City's actual full name now is Cox City Forest. Fans of Cork City's Football Association. Aye, aye. That's what Cork City's actually called. We're we're technically a, a new club, and it's 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 it'll always be Cork City marked to the fans and stuff like that. But in League of Ireland football, it's Cork City Forest Group. Do you know what I mean? You know, and it, and it was aye. only this year. Aye, but maybe that maybe that is just doing name changes and yeah. that again, Paul. Like they going about for that Pacific Pacific Shell stuff. Yeah, but no, no, it's actually. It, it, it's it, like she's, she's, I always say as well, right? They're going to, but oh, it's just a new company. But see if a new company takes on Man United, players don't walk away from contracts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When they go, oh, it wasn't was the, the company, it was the, it wasn't the club that went bust. It was the company. Mm-hmm. Other, mm-hmm. other, other club. It was as if all oh, the club gets sold, but other players don't walk away for nothing when the clubs get sold. No. And that's like that's they can't answer that, you know what I mean, Jonas? No, they can't. No, but that to. that's that's deeper than I mean that's gonna hang your that's gonna hang over Scottish football for years, that kind of whole situation. Mm-hmm. But that for me and I've I spoke to us with Mikey Jonas, it's that's the kind of 
that for me the tipping point. Scottish football really, really get toxic after that kind of time. Yeah, did I? Because everybody was at each other's throats. There was a lot of fighting and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's when I kind of, kind of realised that you can't, you can't even really. I mean, I can't. You can't talk to Rangers fans because the minute you have a bit of banter with them. I'm not even going to say, you know what their go-to is, and that's yeah. them lost the argument, and I can't, ha- I can't, I'm not sitting and argue with anybody on a subject like that, you know what I mean? <laughs> no. That's you mm. fucking scraping the barrel, and that's all they seem to have. Correct, aye, it's, that, that's just, that's their first go-to, is it? Aye. Well, that's it's what we was, in fact, that's what we were saying, like, remember when, when we first started doing the podcast, like, you know what I mean, we were saying, like, we, we wouldn't mind other football clubs, fans coming on before games and no. you're coming on. But then we were saying like we actually couldn't have one them on because we actually couldn't have um, a civilized conversation with like do you know what I mean? No. But no but see honestly Paul see like probably probably two twenty twenty three, see like twenty ten of that when it was a kind of just a mixed balance of what was going on and blah blah blah. You could mm-hmm. have you could you could you could get a Rangers fan on and talk to them mm-hmm. and have a bit of a decent conversation about about football and a wee bit of a bit of prod with the band and stuff like that. I did that. I did that stupid, yeah. though, Mark. Really, that do, like, do do you think they actually know inside that for clubs and fucking Tomoy? Do you know what I mean? Are, are they just blind no. to us? They just they just bury their head in the sand and hope that Dougie Park's just going to keep spending money. Jesus Christ! Like, you know, I don't know. Would they? They're going down the same road, like you know what I mean? Good night, yeah. Bobby, mate. Thanks very much for joining me. Should we get it? Yeah, it's, it's getting there anyway, man. You know? That's not a cloak, man. Yeah. You know, Jonas, uh, thanks very much for joining us again, buddy. I was... Uh, no problem, lad. Thanks for having us again. It's been a while, Ryan. Don't be a stranger to the podcast. Yeah, don't be a stranger to the podcast, man. Fair yeah, enough. I'll come, I'll come on again soon. You know, and uh, thanks to the live chat there for tuning in and Mark to close the show. All right, no bother, Paul. Thanks very much, bud. It's and you, Jonas, thanks very much for coming on. You're just any Sunday night, Jonas, you're not doing anything, you're more than welcome, we're always here. No, I was yeah. Aye, so you're more than welcome anytime. All the lads in the live chat, Bobby, you, Deef, Brian, eh, who else was in the night? Mickey. Oh, f- Aye, Mikey was in, he's away playing FIFA, I think, no. Fuck him. <laughs> eh, but thanks very much for joining us. Hope you enjoyed it. People that listen back, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you can, uh, if you can leave hit the like button. If you know how, please leave a comment because that helps us get up the algorithm on YouTube and that. Hail, hail, good night and God bless. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Jonas. Good night, Jonas. Thanks, have a load, bud. Cheers, guys. Jeez, man, I'm busting by. <laughs> this episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel.